if you know that song, that means you know Survivor. And it probably means that you also know that Survivor came back yesterday, Wednesday, March 1st. Very exciting. We are here now for season 44 of Survivor. However, it is only um, one, two, three, season four for me of a new viewer to be watching it in real time, if that makes sense. I, AKA, I did not watch an episode of Survivor live until season 41. Um, however, my dear uh, uh, platonic friend and uh, roommate, um, Emily Quick turned me on to the show, um, and I've become quite a person who enjoys Survivor. If you would call me a fan, perhaps it could be accurate, or even maybe just a viewer. Um, so this week, I figured, you know, Survivor is back, so why not have a Survivor podcast? Emily's been on the show before. We talked about our favorite Halloween Horror Nights houses um, for Halloween, and now... Five months later, it's time to talk about our favorite Survivor contestants. Ooh. Um, we did it in a draft style. So you know what that means. I'll post the list a couple days from now. And you can all vote in my Instagram stories about which one, who won the draft, basically. Who had the better team of Survivor contestants. Um, I will not be posting it to the Survivor subreddit because those people I would consider to be elitist. Um... And I don't want to hear their opinions about things that I have different opinions about, not as a, out of closed-mindedness, but rather out of the fact that they would make me feel bad about my opinions. Uh, where was I going? Ah, yes, Survivor Draft with Emily Quick, the great Emily. Uh, EQ, EQDQ, as we call her on the streets. Um, not on the streets, just in a respectable way. Um, <laughs> uh, are you excited about this episode, Emily? Is it a good one? Yeah, I brought my A game and I was ready to talk for as long as I needed to to defend my choices and Emily gave up halfway through. Um, so if, so if, that's, if that factors into your voting at all, uh, let it. Um, like I said, we've got five here rounding out season four of Goodbye Millbrook Road. We did one last week, Eurovision, with Zev and Michaela. This week we've got Emily doing Survivor, which means we've got three more before we call it a season and we start planning for season five. So we're going to talk about Survivor. I hope you watch season 44. Jeff, if you're listening, um, I think it would make Emily very happy if you brought back 39 Days. However, it would make me happy if you brought back Rick Devins. Um, I think Emily also wants the live reunion show back, um, which I disagreed with at first, and then have I've come around on it um, since then. Because yeah, I just think yeah, we I think we all know what that it's better for a reason. Um, yep, can't just blame it on COVID anymore. Um, like Disney when they're like, oh, you can no longer have a single rider line on the Jungle Cruise, and everyone's like, why? And they're like, oh, because uh, of COVID. It's like not everything is because of COVID. Sometimes people just want to get rid of things, um, but we need more people in the world to add things. Like Rick Devins. Um, anyway, Survivor Contestant Draft, you will vote for me, and it will be great. And Emily will have lost to the draft. Um, any last words? Nope. <laughs> All right. Enjoy.
oh, should we call it this podcast is you're now heading to Final Tribal. No. Well, then you come up with a thing. Pause it. No. Uh, I can't think under pressure like this. Oh, so it's not so easy and you can't just dismiss things out of hand. And I think it's safe to say that you have been outwitted, outplayed, and outlasted in my, in this draft. Certainly outlasted. Anyway, enjoy the episode. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic episode of what? Goodbye, Mellow Brick Road. <laughs> Road. 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 What are you? What are you saying? You're saying road. Yeah, because it's like the tune of your your podcast. What's the tune of my podcast? I don't know. It's just what I imagine your um theme song to be. We don't have a theme song. But it's what I imagine it to be. What do you imagine it to be? Goodbye, Mallowbrick Road. <laughs> That's like a jingle. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, my name is Emily Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Quick. <laughs> and you are? <laughs> <laughs> Dave Mello. Excellent. How are you? I'm doing well. Pretty good. I can't complain. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me in my own home. Mm-hmm. Your second time on the podcast. Yes. Um, the first time was... Like a year ago. Well, less than a year ago. But it was about something a year ago. Halloween Horror Nights. Correct. 2022. 2021. 21. <laughs> that was exciting. Yeah. Did you ever think when I moved in that you'd be on a podcast with me? You know, no. <laughs> it did not cross my mind. And I only just recently started listening to podcasts. Hmm. And listen? I don't listen to many. Do you listen to this one? Yes. Just this season so far, though. You have so many in the past seasons that I need to prioritize. I listened to Jordan's. How was that? The Mamma Mia one. It was good. You enjoyed it? Uh, yes, I think you rated both uh, Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2 songs, and I have not seen Mamma Mia 2. Mm. So. Weren't you going to watch it with Jordan? <clears throat> yes, but we just ended up never doing it before we both left Florida. Uh, I did watch it on the plane to Thailand, mm. but I didn't really watch it because I only was um, conscious for the opening scene and I don't even know what song that was um, and then I fell asleep for the rest of the entire movie and woke up for the credits excellent yep so I don't think that really counts was it a good time in Thailand <clears throat> it was a really great time in, good great time in Thailand um, definitely would suggest still uh, a little jet lagged so um, trying to come back from that but overall a really good trip I kind of wish I could stay there longer, but also I felt like it was a good amount of time there and I was ready to come back home. To you. To me? To you. You have a little something on your lip. <laughs> you better edit that out. Why would I edit that out? <laughs> it's not what the people want to hear. Nobody listens to this except my parents. <clears throat> Hello. And Zev. Hi, Zev. Hi, Zev. <laughs> um, excellent. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Thanks for coming back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You're welcome anytime. If you ever have an idea, I say yes to all of them. 
think Jordan will ever do another episode? Probably. I asked her to do one once, and she said she didn't have the time. Well, maybe she has the time now. Maybe. I'll have to reach out. Yeah. I'm excited for that topic. What do you think it would be? Do you want to be on it? Mm, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That'd be fun. Yeah. What would we talk about? Um, I don't know. I would think Disney or Survivor. Or maybe... I don't know. What do we all have in common? Well, I'd just say yes to anything. Yeah. I don't know. We'll think about it. I'll text you, Jordan. So whatever you, you two have in common, I'll be able to come up with something. I'll text you, Jordan. Or it I could can, be something... She's not listening to this. <laughs> super niche. <laughs> and, like, about the Jonas Brothers or something. Mm. Maybe it could be, like, top five... Maybe Jolly top... Rancher flavors. Or... There's only five Jolly Rancher flavors. There's way more than five. No. Grape. Watermelon, cherry. Grape. Grape. Blue. Blueberry. Green. Green apple. And there's... Strawberry, yeah. six. Ryan Foley and I once did top five M&Ms, and there's only six of those guys. <laughs> which one got the cut, got cut out? Well, the green one was number one, because she's sexy. <laughs> but which one didn't make the list? Uh, blue? Was it Blue? The blue one is like the peanut butter one, right? Is oh, it the orange know. one? One of them is like a the peanut. The peanut. Oh, one I didn't yellow. realize that. No. The pretzel Pe- is blue. Peanut M and M's have all the same colors. No, the 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 figures, the characters. Oh. Okay, what should I Google when I'm trying to look a picture of them? The red one is the main one. The green one is the girl one that Fox News got really mad about because they were horny for her for some reason. The yellow one is the peanut one. The blue one is the pretzel one. The orange one must okay, be the peanut okay, butter yeah, one. Okay, I understand. I understand. And the brown one must be fudge or dark chocolate or something. <clears throat> she could. The brown one looks sexy too, honestly. <laughs> you should listen to that episode. Okay. When Ryan Foley and I did top five Eminem characters. Is that in season one? Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe season two, maybe. Um, oh yeah, I remember the yellow one and the red one in the Santa Claus um, yeah. commercial. Good times. See, there's only six of them. Those little freaks. Yeah. And the blue one got left out? The orange one, I think. Actually. Yeah, the orange one looks like a... I don't know. A punk. <laughs> I also did top five walls with Ryan and Ryan Foley and Dustin. Walls? You should listen to that one. Okay, I'm that's excited. A, that's, a, that's a classic. <clears throat> I'm excited for that. Well, what are we talking about today? Well, I believe we are talking about Survivor contestants and the specific fact that we're going to be drafting our ideal tribe. We're not doing top five. We're drafting a tribe. So we're not even drafting five. We are drafting 20 of these people. Yeah, we're drafting two (laughs) tribes. Or in um, Australia Survivor, I feel like they start off with like 40 people. So we're drafting a tribe of... We're basically drafting like a season, basically. Yeah. Like we're casting a season with Okay, all so do we have to put these people in specific tribes or we're just drafting? We, we don't need to. Okay. It would be hypothetical anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, Too detailed. But yeah, we're drafting. That's going to be fun. You can vote. I'm going <coughs> to put up a Twitter poll and you can see who... You can vote on who won. Who won the draft. I'm going to win, though. I And I also realize this is a very niche, like, draft. So if you don't know Survivor, just vote for me (laughs) (laughs) that's not a compelling reason i mean vote for me and i'll come back on your show (laughs) (laughs) or it'll be like i can find other people to be on what (laughs) oh now who wants to be back 
okay, just vote for me. <laughs> no, vote for who you ever think is the best storyteller if you don't um, know Survivor. And these people mean nothing to you. I'm curious about two things. The first thing I want to ask about is how, what is your relationship with Survivor? What do you love about it? How, what is, when did you start watching it? All that stuff. Yeah, uh, so my family watched Survivor, and I don't have very specific memories of, like, I remember when I was in fifth grade and this specific person won, won um, uh, the season, and but I do remember, like, specific moments, so, like, like I guess, forewarning spoilers if you haven't been caught up with any of the sur- seasons of Survivor, but it was Survivor China, let me look up the season number, um... And it was James, who's just this big black guy who is funny and like very charismatic. And like, I was a big fan of him. Um, but he got voted out with two idols in his pockets. I don't remember who won that season, but I remember that happening. Um, that would be Damn. season. Let me see, sorry. <clears throat> season. <laughs> what the heck? This is excellent content. Save help. I don't know what you're trying to look up. What was season it, is Survivor Wasn't it China? Eric's season? Oh, 15. Season 15. Sorry. Goodness. No, not Eric's season. Was it was with Parvati and Amanda and Suri, I think. Wasn't that Eric's season? No. Was, weren't those the people who made him give up immunity? Because oh, wasn't he laughing because he didn't make the biggest mistake <coughs> anymore? It was Eric who had replaced him when he no, did that? No, Eric was in Micronesia. I think that's the first fans versus favorites. Micronesia. And Suri, Parvati, and Amanda, and Ozzy were favorites. That's a really good season. I know you don't want to watch older seasons, but we should watch that one. Yeah. I think you would really enjoy it. I've already gone back pretty far, I think. Yeah. Um, I lost track of what we were saying, though. James. Oh yeah, I am really, really went off on a tangent there. Uh, I just have like those specific light bulb memories of Survivor in my life. And then it dropped off for a little while and then somehow I got back into it around college. Um, and then just really kind of dove deep into rewatching. I think there was, it was before Netflix had any of the uh, seasons on um, the streaming service. So I think I bought the CBS um, account. To watch a few seasons and then I remember watching Winners at War live with my bestie Audrey and that was during the pandemic. Will Audrey come on the pod? Top five lawyers? Yeah <laughs> I bet she would like that. I'm just kidding. No <laughs> I'll pr- ask her. I'll no link pressure. her this I'll link her this episode. <laughs> Top five lawyers. Number one the guy who um <laughs> was on that one episode of Looney Tunes when Wiley Coyote sued the Roadrunner. <laughs> That's funny. Is that a real episode? I think so. He was I sick of it. having safes dropped on his head. That's fair. And his, I believe having it, his whole body go boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, and how did you? How did? How did I get started watching Survivor? You should tell that story. Um, I think it was before we started dating. And wait, we're dating. We are dating. I hope you know that. <laughs> that would be bad if you didn't. We are living together. <laughs> well, we're platonic roommates. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nervous laughter, hiding real pain. 
Nar. Um, I lost my train of thought. How did I start watching Survivor? Oh. It's because of you. Yeah, because I was watching season 41 live, and you were like, I'll watch this with Emily, she really likes it. And then you got into it, and but you had a lot of questions, and then you found out one of your favorite writers, Mike White, from The White Lotus, was on Survivor, so we watched that season, and then after that season, we watched a season called Millennials versus Gen X, where you fell in love with uh, Ken. <laughs> Ken is the greatest Survivor player of all time. <laughs> um, and then we started at season 21, I think, which was the Rob versus Russell season. Because I said to you, I was like, let's watch whatever you think I should watch. But I don't want to go back to when it's all like like old TV where it's not high def cameras yeah. and it's blurry and everyone is like just standing around for most of the time. So yeah. you chose Boston Rob's uh, winning season as the, my first entry point, which led me all the way up to Winners at War because I watched 41 and 42 live with you. Yep. But I did not know anything about Winners at War. I didn't know who was in it. Um, and I uh, didn't know who won or anything like that. So it was very exciting to build up to that and see all these people. I pretty much knew all of them, except for like that one who wore the Cowboys jersey. Yeah, I love when you... <laughs> Um, it was the Kansas City jersey, right? Oh, the Chiefs jersey? Yeah. Um, I loved returning seasons when it was, like, fans versus favorites with, like, Cochran and them. And you were so excited <laughs> of the people you recognized. And then um, when it happened again for, what was it? Um, second Chance? Second Chance was a good one, yeah. And then... Was there another fans versus favorites or something? I only saw one fan versus favorites. I saw Edge of Extinction. Oh yeah, that had some returning players. I saw Game Changers. Mm, yeah, that's that's the one. That's a good season. Um, I think there was another one. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. It was oh, just the, super. Oh, the blood versus water. Oh yeah, it was just super fun to see um, Dave get excited and like me know knowing what's happening and watching his reactions that's the thing like you talk about how you re- you want to rewatch seasons and i'm like i could never like I, I know who won like i don't care anymore i couldn't rewatch but you must have enjoyed watching it through the eyes of somebody who hadn't seen it yet knowing what was coming next yeah and now i don't really know or remember the f- seasons one through 20 very well so i i think i'm gonna try and rewatch those i know the first like five seasons are gonna be really hard because they're just like stu- super like boring in comparison to like the challenges that happen but there that's when it was at its most popular it was a major yeah, wide phenomenon it, like 40 million people watched it it was like a new concept and like it was just pe- interesting to people yeah. and then it's kind of like you it's like one and done type of a thing but people like me i just really enjoyed the different personalities people say that if richard hatch didn't win the very first season that it wouldn't have lasted because he was the perfect winner that for people to model their game after going forward instead of somebody who was boring. Yeah. I would agree with that. I've been reporting Survivor podcasts only for you, specifically. And it's been wonderful. Like, they're not things I upload to the internet. They're just little audio files I send to Emily where I read Survivor posts from the Survivor Reddit because she, you'd prefer them to be read to you as opposed to you reading them yourself. It's because I listen to the podcast to hot takes. You should add them. <laughs> um, and they just read the Reddit posts to me, and I love it. I love hearing the tea and it j- just me listening to it. It's like reading a book versus listening to an audiobook. It's just it's a, little, a different way to get your content, you know? But you say listening to an audiobook is not reading. 
No, I just don't think it's the same category as reading. Like, you can't say it's reading because it's not physically reading. It's, like, on the same level. But you can put it in Goodreads. Yes, that's true. I've, I've finished a book. I've completed a, a book off of an audiobook. That's how I read The Count of Monte Cristo. You didn't like it. It wasn't for me. It was Not very long. It's like 1,200 pages. It was too long. Well, speaking of too long, this, this episode is at risk of being that if we don't get started. Um, of course, you are the guest here. You will have the number one pick. Uh, I think we're both going to be keeping track on our laptops. But for those of you listening, I will post the list in full after like two or three days once the episode's up. So that way I don't spoil it for people. And then once you see the list physically... And visually, you can be able to vote for me and have me be the winner of the draft because people voted on the Disney movie draft and they voted for Stevie instead of me. Uh, I came in second, but Stevie won that one. So keep that in mind the next time you vote on a poll. Thanks. What did Stevie, uh, what was his picks? I guess you'll just have to listen to the episode. I did not listen yet, but I did definitely voted in your poll uh, and did not vote for you. What the hell? <laughs> That would have been the to, difference. I had to be honest. I voted for the person who did Mulan and... Um, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. That's what sealed but then, the deal. But I feel like everyone made blunders at the end. Except for me. That was, let me check. <laughs> let me see. I feel like everyone had blunders except for me. I was consistent the whole way through. It's just my personal favorite, you know? Yeah, but you were incorrect. That's rude. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, I gotta go to Twitter. One second, everybody. Um, so, um, how is this draft format gonna work, Emily? Um, so I think we're just basing our picks off of people we enjoy watching. Mm. Just favorite, favorite castaways. Not necessarily anything more or less than that. Um, for me, I think I'm just voting, or I'm, I'm picking people based off of who I enjoy uh, watching on TV and who I think isn't a bad person out in real life. Um, mm. And just, yeah, just people who I think would would uh, be good to have back on the show. Like, I would be happy if anybody of these people on my list of 77 people, because <laughs> I wasn't able to narrow it you, down. You didn't narrow it down. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants here. Um, so I'm rambling um, but yeah, I think we're picking 20 people each and mm-hmm. just going one and, at a time. Um, you will of course pick first because you are the guest, but is it going to be a snake format after that? Or we're just going to alternate. You said snake format doesn't make any sense. So we can alternate. I was, I know, but I was like setting you up to tell the listeners. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you can edit it out. I'm not going to edit this. Why? <laughs> I've never edited one of these before. Why? I'll do it for That's you. way too much work. My Chromebook can't handle that. <laughs> That's why you need a new computer. I'll be fine. Um, okay. Stevie picked Lilo and Stitch, yeah. Mulan, 1998, a goofy movie, Newsies, and The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Sorry. I picked Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins, Tangled, Pirates of the Caribbean, and High School Musical. I just don't know pirates, you know? So that's a gap for me. Are you a big goofy movie person? I think it's a great movie, Dave. So how well do you know it? What's Max's band? I to I. <laughs> What do you mean? What band is Powerline. What song do they sing? I too I. <laughs> well, you're so you're crazy about the newsies then, I'm sure. Who's the lead? Uh, Christian Bale. Damn it. 
<laughs> if you know me, I'm really bad with actor names. <laughs> and now you're not, apparently? <laughs> well, who voices Max, then? I don't know. Jason Marsden. Okay. Is that someone I should know? No. Oh, he's... James Marsden is the man in yeah, this Disenchanted. Is not the same. Okay. Kind of close, but My list was good, and I think Newsies was the, the mistake we're, Stevie made. We're digressing. <laughs> Brett made the mistake of going two Mighty Ducks movies back-to-back at the end. Like, he had Moana, Lion King, and Aladdin. He was cruising, and then he went for two Mighty Ducks movies, and yeah. blew it. And Pappy, I think, had a good list, but Nightmare Before Christmas is not my thing. Yeah. He had Emperor's New Groove, Fantasia, and The Muppet Christmas Carol, though. It's pretty good. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I watched Fantasia. Oh, that's a good one. Anyway, um, Emily, with the very first pick, I would love for you to draft a Survivor contestant. How far are we into this? We are, this is actually, we just turned into 20 minutes right now. Okay, that's a long intro, so we'll... Draft a player, I mean uh, contestant, Three fields for Emily Quick. One one more time with the clean audio. Three fields. Three fields. I have her listed here. I've only seen her in Game Changers. Um... How about you? Have you seen all of Ceri's seasons? Uh, she's in Micronesia. She was part of the Girls Alliance that convinced Eric to give up his immunity <laughs> necklace. Um, you saw her in Game Changers, and I just feel like she went through a lot. And I really appreciated her raw and uh, raw emotions on screen. And um, it was just really cool to to experience a human, see a, a human experience something like that. So I think she's an awesome lady, and I would love to see her on again. And hot take that I am 100% behind is she's the best Survivor player that has never won. Hmm. Yep. Um, Excellent selection. She was in bold for me. I narrowed mine down to 42 people. um, Mm -hmm. And she was one of my bold players that I would go after. Yeah. Um, Because I only saw her in Game Changers and still loved her. Because that final six was her, Aubrey, Ty. Troy. Troyzan, which I refused to. Culpepper. Culpepper and Sarah. And yep. she was easily the only person I wanted to win out of the group of six. I like Ty, don't get me wrong, but he can be frustrating to watch. And you I didn't thought, want Aubrey to win? Eh, I, of the people after them, sure, but like Sarif was like head and shoulders above the rest for me. Yeah. So it was disappointing to see her get voted out when she didn't have a single vote against her. Yep. What the fuck? Survivor history. That's when they did too many advantages. Yeah sad but do you think she would have won that year that season yes you do i really do now we're stuck with sarah is she on your list no no me neither (laughs) i do not like sarah um anyway sari's a great pick um just what what connects you to her specifically you've talked about how she's your favorite survivor player why i just think that when people watch Survivor, they're like, you definitely have to be physically fit to be good at the challenges. And, like, granted, it does help that to be physically fit, strong, tall, whatever, or even tiny to, like, get through small spaces. Um, but I just feel like, like having a strong social game is always better than being having a strong physical game, if that makes any sense. And mm-hmm. I think it's cool that people, like, Sari and Sandra can show show that where you don't necessarily have to dominate in the challenges to win. Like for example, Kim, she dominated in her immunity challenges in her first season, and that's one way to do it. And she was also very smart, so I don't know. It it helped. Nice. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent choice. Um, do you think people can hear the rain? Uh, I don't know, but if they do, I hope they know it's a nice ambiance. Yeah, it's like ASMR. All right. Well. 
I have an easy one coming up. For my first pick, I have the person who I actually, like, I'm being a little cheeky when I say Ken is the best, but this is the person I think is actually the greatest Survivor player of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Natalie Anderson. I knew From it. San Juan del Sur and Winners at War, because yes, folks, she won San Juan del Sur. I'm not picking a loser with my first pick. I pick a winner with my first pick. Um... Natalie is the best. She has proven herself to be the best at all facets of the game, both in the game um, and on Edge of Extinction. She's clearly the best person to ever do Edge of Extinction um, because I know somebody who is not on my list um, came back from Edge of Extinction and won, but that just meant that he did well when he came back in. It does not mean that he did better than Natalie on Edge of Extinction because she was collecting fire tokens like no one I've ever seen before. Most people went there and just gave up. Amber seemed to completely give up. Um, <laughs> but Natalie did not. Natalie never gave up and worked hard and got back in the game and was honest with herself that she would not be able to beat somebody in a fire-making challenge. And it's ended up being what cost her to a lot of people the win. But doesn't matter because um, it's safe to say that she probably shouldn't have won Winners at War when she was the first person voted out. But the fact that she got second, despite being the first person voted out, and won San Juan del Sur when her number one ally and um, person who has made her the godmother to his child, Jeremy, was voted out. And she decided that she didn't really care about winning so much anymore. And she didn't really care about defending her sister, who had been voted out, her twin sister in a blood versus water season, <laughs> voted out first. She didn't care about any of that. All she wanted to do was avenge Jeremy against the people who voted him out. And she just focused on that the whole season to the point where she went scorched earth, made the entire audience forget that, we, that that's what she was doing, was just trying to get revenge for Jeremy. Got revenge successfully and won the game. Um, she's just, her lie about thinking that they were supposed to vote for Alec or whoever yeah, that was. Yeah, that was, I was going to bring that up. I was like, that was really clever. She played that off really, really well. Mm-hmm. Just, I when, don't know. Was she the first person who gave up her reward to someone? Yeah, she was the first person to start all that, and then it got really annoying that season. And she's like, I'll give up my reward for this. I was like, all right, come on now. <laughs> and that moment when she looks at um, Jacqueline and says, did you vote for who I told you to vote for? And she says, mm-hmm. yes. And then Natalie plays the idol. Yep. And that, yeah. that sealed it for the jury, right? Pretty good. And she was the one who uh, told, uh, what was that muscle dude name? John? To play his idol for himself. Mm, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. She's the best. She, I loved that she was in Winners at War. I was devastated when she was voted out first, just because people wanted to break her up, break her and Jeremy up. Um, they should. The producers shouldn't have put them on the same tribe to begin with. They shouldn't have done that, like they did with Robin Amber. That seemed unfair. Um, and I just think it's she's the best. I love her, and I was so happy when she got back in in Winners at War. That was. The greatest moment ever. Loved it. Loved Natalie. Um, she's easily my number one pick. I'm not surprised by it. I'm just sad for you for what I have to do next. Tell tell the good people at home um, <laughs> how I came to love Natalie. So Dave got into say. the habit <laughs> of when we begin a season. So on the very first episode, just in the introductions with Jeff. Um, to pick one person who he thinks is going to win the season. And up until Blood versus Water with Natalie, he came pretty close to a few. I picked Cochran in his first season to win. 
Yeah. And then he won his second season. Yeah. But uh, at that point, we had finished watching the season with Mike White. (laughs) Bless you. Excuse me. And on Mike White's season, David versus Goliath, there was a girl, a lady named Natalie, who was (laughs) a little unpleasant. So when... (laughs) In the Blood versus Water San Juan del Star season, when um, they were introducing themselves and she introduced herself as Natalie, you said, I'm going to pick her because I hope this Natalie is better than the last one. <laughs> and then she just ended up winning by chance. So you picked off of a name. And I could have picked her twin sister, Nadia, Nadia. who got voted out first. Yep. But I picked Natalie, the winner. Not only a winner, but a runner up in a future season, too. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. besides Tony and Sandra, that's got to be the best one-two punch, right? And she's, a, like, a really good player. Yeah. Like, she's... physically and socially, you know? But, like, is is she... Like, because they both won twice, but she got first and second. Is she the only person to do that? Mm. Or Poverty got second once, right? And Rob know. got second. Yeah. So, but she's up there. Yeah. She's still my number one. I know she's probably not going to be most people's best survivor player, but she is mine. Um... Emily, you just said you're sorry for what you have to do next. I don't know what that means. Go ahead. Um, I thought you were going to take Ken first, so... Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to take Ken from you. I was like, why would you do that? Um, <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. I think I'm If you took Ken, gonna... I would just take Kelly Wentworth. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I know who I'm going for <laughs> next. I'm going to take Kelly Wentworth. <laughs> Actually? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to dictate that. You, ma- you made me nervous. Well, I said if you took Ken, I was going to take her. <laughs> just don't take Ken. There you go. Okay. Problem solved. You can take Ken if you want to. I don't want to tell you what to do. I'm not your boss. Okay. Thank you. So Kelly Wentworth, another person from San Juan del Sur, correct? Um, that would be correct. As well as uh, she returned for Second Chance. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I think she is just a really social player. Good social player. Um, and I just think she's really smart. And I honestly... Ooh. Honestly, uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, think she's just a, a good character for TV. I follow her on Instagram and all the other social medias, and enjoy listening to her talk. You talked to her once. I did send her a DM on Instagram. <laughs> you think she's listening? Um, maybe. Is there maybe if you, you say to her? DM her this link, and she's made it how far into this podcast? 30 minutes if she's made it 30 minutes in we still have 18 people to pick yeah we gotta keep keep going <laughs> um kelly wentworth is a great pick um mm-hmm. i she was also in second chance and edge of extinction yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk more we about gotta it? keep the pace up why do you want it to be over so quickly i know but it's I only i once talked to ryan foley about tv shows for three hours <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to keep the people waiting so kelly wentworth is your pick yep well, um, I just think she. How about that idol play, right? Yeah, I, I mean, when she was on Second Chance and played that idol to get Andrew Savage out, that was pretty savage. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and I think she was just super smart and needed and won when she needed to win, and I would love to see her play again. Well, so far three women have been picked in a row. I am going to keep the trend going with another woman. I am taking with my second pick, Kim Spradlin. Okay. Because you are, some for some reason, interested in picking losers. I am picking winners. Um, We're just picking our favorites, right? I know. I'm not picking exclusively winners. It's just happening that way. Okay. Um, but yeah, Kim won One World. Um, the 
season of Survivor that featured such talented uh, television personalities as Colton and <laughs> um, that hot douchebag guy who got voted out pretty quick on the guy's tribe. Because they were like, fuck Michael? this guy. I don't, know. I don't know some white man's name he was just like the hot one and he was like i'm hot and good and they're like uh no bye mm-hmm. um and such lovable figures as troy's in everyone's favorite one-time player and um <laughs> but yeah kim kim is great kim won against chelsea and sabrina who were for a lot of, for for the flack that one world gets those are pretty that's a pretty good final three i think um if you have to pick a pick a final three of them because um, Kim could have easily taken Christina to the end with her. Like, nobody's going to vote for this this woman. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, well, nobody's going to vote for anyone but me. I'm literally a god here. And um, it was also cool to see her kind of play from the bottom in Winners at War as well. Um, because it proved that she is just good at Survivor. It wasn't just that she got stuck with a bad cast and was able to dominate them. She is good at the game, too. Yeah. Good at challenges. Good at strategic abilities. Just her weakness for peanut butter, really. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I could not feel. believe that she stepped off for that, and it ended up costing her. But she she made it pretty far. I was happy to see her go for it, and I think people know that she's good at the game because I remember Tony was talking about you got the you got the the lions that you got to watch out for, and he's trying to hide behind them. Then you got the hyenas who are bad at Survivor but happen to win their seasons, and now they're just trying to go for the scraps and win again. And he was like, Ben's a hyena. This guy's a hyena, uh, Nick, and Adam's a hyena. But he always said that Kim was a lion when he could have easily said that she was a hyena. Because I think it was old school versus new school, and Tony framed it as hyenas versus lions. Cause he's I Tony. don't think hyenas was like... What do you mean by hyenas being like the winners he who said, didn't deserve it? He said that they were like just not as... The, the, one, the winners who just weren't as... Aggressive. Just, I think that's what he means by that, because all the lions that he was categorizing was the people mm-hmm. who were like like big and loud and proud so like i feel like um erica um in her season season she called herself a sheep in a lion's costume or something like that (laughs) whatever (laughs) that's funny (laughs) and that's like the same vibe as like erica knows that her strengths lie in not necessarily like being like making these big bold moves of just more like her the only way that she could win would be like behind the scenes and like being sneaky and that kind of a thing i think tony had like a winner's tier where like some he thought somebody on boston's rob's level was more intimidating and more of a threat to win than somebody on ben's level is what i think tony was talking about like he was more afraid that rob could manipulate the game than he was of nick doing the same thing oh i understand i think that's what he was referring to yeah because there were definitely the people who were lying in wait, like Yule, who was more... I think Yule was trying to do what Erica did, but he was old school, so he got targeted. And Denise. I think the old school players had trouble keeping up. I think the new school players targeted them specifically, according to what Tyson has said. Mm. That all the new school people linked up before the game started and said they were going to go for the old school people. That's annoying. Tyson was pissed about it. Yeah. He didn't like the pre-gaming. Yeah. Well, that's my pick is Kim. I think Kim is awesome, um, and I'm happy to have her on my squad. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Tyson Apostle, that's going to be my next pick. He was going to be my next pick, too. Sorry. Good thing you grabbed him. Sorry. I was going to pick Tyson and then Kelly, but then you said Kelly, and you freaked <laughs> me out. So. Well, you got them both. Whew. 
Would you have taken Kelly if I took Tyson? She was on my list. She wasn't a high priority for me. Okay. Um, so Tyson has been on the show four times. Uh, Token Chains, Heroes vs. Villains, Blood vs. Water, and Winners at War. You have only seen two, two. out of the four, right? The, the last two. Um, but one of them was his winning season. Yes. And, I don't know, I think he did a good job in Winners at yeah, War. He won sure. the first battle back, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a good got enough, <laughs> yeah, and he got a good enough relationship with Natalie that she literally bought him an immunity idol. And he voted for her. Yep. Um, He's a hero. I think Tyson is just, again, good TV. I just think he has a really dry sense of humor and the humor just fits really well with his, who he is. And I just feel like, I think he said it in his podcast is just like, I don't know. I think he knows exactly who he is and he just leans right into it and, there's some, it sounds like there's other castaways who don't necessarily be true to themselves and try to hide it. And then when the elements and the, just the, the sheer fact of being on Survivor, like you just can't pretend to be something you're not. So I think it's cool that Tyson um, is just who he is 100%. And um, also he, I believe, I align with him politically, so that makes yes. it a lot easier. <laughs> um. My two two great Tyson moments I want to share. Um, well, there's a third one. He's, I know exactly what they are. He said something funny on Winners at War, too. I don't remember what it was, though. Was it about the shark? Was it? It was when Tony caught a shark, or they caught a shark in a trap, and Tony grabbed it by the tail, and, they, and he was telling the story at the campfire, and Tyson was like, yeah, generally to win a <laughs> battle with the shark, you go on land. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's exactly the quote. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you remembered that. Um, do you do you know the stories about Tyson? Uh, you're gonna say Russell Feathers. Yeah, and what's the other one? Um, and then it, was it the Rocks one, where what? he pointed to Katie? <laughs> <laughs> so Katie's this like total wet blanket on Blood versus Water. Not even sure what the producers were thinking casting her. They wanted um, Tina, the mom. They, they just have to suck it up and take Katie with her. Yeah. Um, Katie's just absolute nothing of a player. Just isn't playing the game at all. Just being dragged along to the end. And Tyson decides to go to rocks. Um, and Katie draws the rock that eliminates her from the game. And he, he gives her a hug. And then points at the jury and says, that's your seat over there. <laughs> and he, like, at the final tribal, he said, that is the one thing I regret. <laughs> Which is like, does he really regret it? Or did he have to save face in that moment? I think he was actually sorry about it. She's it's good. it felt sincere. <laughs> he just had like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, and I he, feel like he can be a little intense at, at sometimes. Yeah, but I think it's good that he apologized. I mean, granted, the apology only came from after she, when she addressed it, but. Mm-hmm. And he also, he talks a lot about how Ben and Sarah just rage. Yeah, but he doesn't like that style of play. So maybe he was genuinely like, I don't want to play that way. Yeah, but he also said to Cat's boyfriend, um, <laughs> when he said he didn't want to. Uh, rustle any feathers he looked at him come like this guy's fighting for his life and survivor making a plea and making a monologue so the people to not vote him out and tyson just interrupts him to go ruffle feathers <laughs> you said rustle feathers you meant to say ruffle feathers and the, the guy just gets the wind taken out of his sails completely and gets voted off <laughs> tyson just clipped him uh it was so funny he's such a freak he, uh was it omar who tweeted at him and said you have waluigi energy 
I don't know, but that sounds about right. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, Tyson's a great pick. He was going to be my next one, so it's a good thing you got him when you did and didn't waste time. If I had gotten Tyson, would you have taken Kim next, or could I, could I have gotten both of them? I don't want to tell you who I would have taken next. But it wouldn't have been Kim? I don't want to say. You can say because you can't get her. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I need to look. I should have gone for Tyson first. Damn. I guess. It's okay. Sorry. Because my next pick is also great. Um, I'm going for another winner here, but he was not in Winners at War. This is Mr. John Cochran. I knew it. <laughs> I saw him in South Pacific, uh, the second Redemption Island with Ozzy and Coach. And I saw him in Fan vs. Favorites 2 where he won the game. Um, this is another person who, when I was picking people to, to win, was when I pick off the first episode and the eye test, I picked him. And he did not win, but he later won. And I picked when as soon as they revealed the returning players, I picked him immediately and said that is my guy <laughs> again. And he won. So technically, I did pick a winner before Natalie, um, but I think the Natalie one is more impressive mm-hmm. because Cochran came back and had to win a second time. But Cochran is great. Um, I think he's really funny. Um, you you've often said that um, Survivor changed forever when Cochran flipped on his tribe to go with Coach's tribe, and yes, it didn't end up in a victory for Cochran. But it introduced and popularized the strategy of flipping. And those and, kinds of possibilities and just yeah. trying to find the cracks within mm-hmm. the Doing what you alliance. can to get ahead. Just mm-hmm. survive one more day, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's he also did, good for TV. He has a really good TV personality, which is very funny, like you were saying. <laughs> he did it well, too, when he didn't vote against his tribe at first. They tied. And then he flipped, in case somebody on the other side had flipped. So it's still a smart play for him. He just got absolutely screamed at by his tribe after it happened. <laughs> yeah, it was um, rough for him. And they all apologized except for the guy. Um, like Ozzy apologized for bullying um. him and the women apologized. But the guy... The tall guy? The, the kind of chubbier guy. Okay, I know the, who you're talking about. I don't know he, his name. He was still pissed at, even up to the reunion. He was just like... Fuck. Jim? His name was yeah. Jim, for and sure. He was so mad because Cochran got invited back and he never did. And he thought Cochran was a dick. But I think he was the dick. Um, oh. Anyway, Cochran is really funny. He was great in um, the Fans vs. Favorites because he got paired up with Philip. Um, and Philip loved him because Cochran knew to just like be loyal to Philip and um, just go along with whatever he said and not try to argue with it. And Philip really respected that. Um, <laughs> and so that worked out for Cochran, even though in the, all the talking heads, he's like, Philip's trying to say that he threw the challenge on purpose. He didn't throw the challenge on purpose. We, he's just not athletic. And it's not as bad as when Corinne said he was a sack of potatoes or whatever. Yeah. Um, a tubby but, lunchbox. <laughs> of a lunchbox. That's a great insult, calling somebody a lunchbox. <laughs> a tubby lunchbox. Yes. Uh, maybe, she, maybe Corinne should be in my list. Um, um, but yeah, and then Cochrane as well with the Stealth R Us thing when he's like, I'm just happy to be part of the Alliance. <laughs> And then my favorite Cochran moment is when he gets a sunburn because he's like a pale pasty boy and he's all glowing red with the sunburn and he's like, he's like making fun of himself in front of the tribe like, like, oh, I got such a big sunburn and then it goes to a talking head and he's like, yeah, look at me. I'm a lobster. I'm a freak. I'm actually in serious pain. And that was really funny. I rewound that because you had gone outside at that moment and I needed you to see it. So funny. I love him. I love that he comes back in Game Changers because like you said, He's a game, he is a game changer like a for overall survivor. They had to have him back. He refuses to play again. He's not in Winners at War, sadly. Would have been way better than Ben. Um, but then he comes back in Game Changers just to give advice to 
Debbie, was it? <laughs> he's, he's like, mind if I join you? Which led to the great video of uh, editing Jeff on Winners at War saying, and we have a, another twist in case a million dollars isn't worth it. How about Cochran? And Cochran shows up and he's like, hey. And everyone's like, yeah, Cochran. You have to link it. <laughs> I'll put it in the episode description if I remember. Uh, I'll remind you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Cochran is my pick for number three. I love Cochran. He's so funny. Um, what do you, good pick, yeah? Good pick. I yeah. knew you were going to pick him next. Was he on your list? He was on my list, but I, you know. Was he coming up? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. He really good, was. Good thing I did. He okay. would have been my next one if you didn't oh, take shit. him. Oh, shit. I almost didn't pick him. Who, ooh, I'm excited to see who you're picking next. Yikes. Okay. But my next pick is just, I gotta go old school with Rob. Boston Rob. He is that going, what you're yeah, doing? He was going, that's where I was going next. Sorry. Well, we're on a wavelength. I really should have waited on Kim. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, I could probably have waited on Sari, but I needed her, you know? Oh, that makes sense. Go for it. What do you love about Boston Rob? I've seen him two and a half times, I would say. All right, let me look up his Wikipedia page. But Boston Rob has been on many, many Survivor seasons. He's in Marquesas, All-Stars, Heroes vs. Villains, Villains. Redemption Island. So that's uh, his fourth season. That was the one he won. He was on Island of the Idols as a mentor and then Winners at War. He's played Um, the most, right, of anyone? Yeah, probably. I just, Boston Rob is just a Survivor classic, you know? You gotta... He's synonymous. You gotta go with... Um, yeah, the buddy system, that's the... <laughs> that's, it did not work the second time. <laughs> no, but it was the reason he won his um, fourth season. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he is just very aware. I think some people are just really equipped to play Survivor. Like who, like people like Rob and Tyson who can just like live out in the wild with like minimal tools and things. And I don't know, I think he's also good TV and the accent is really fun. So Talks so slowly. <laughs> What's what's not to love? What was that moment when he threw the thing into the volcano? That was funny. Oh yeah, it was a clue to a hidden immunity idol, and he didn't need it because he had already found it. Oh, and he right. was the only one looking for uh, clues at like rewards and stuff, and he found them all. I think. Yeah, people like to talk about Kim not being a great winner because she played against morons, but Rob's winning season did not have the brightest birds in the acre. No. But a win's a win. Yep. And I mean, and he played a lot. And he's the only person who returned and won in a season that was not majority returning players. Where? Oh yeah, that he was. The... Returning players were in the minority, and he still won. Yeah. I don't. It's never happened again because people are like, "Well, we can't let that happen." That happened with Rob. Yeah. But he did it. Yep. Because his. He's charming. If he had been on the other side, that other tribe was always gung ho about getting rid of the returning players. So and Rob got rid of. He would have been um, screwed. Russell. Yeah. Rob was just lucky he got put on the tribe with the younger girls, honestly. Russell had his women. Yeah, the two. Well. That weird little dynamic that was there. Yeah, weird vibes. When they were, like, fanning him. Like, Krista and Stephanie were their names. Yeah. Weird. Well, Rob and Tyson are great picks, and now they're at the, it's at the point where I think that you're picking people who are going to make people vote for you in this poll so that no I, I'm picking people I like no I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying that I think you're picking people you like but I think the people you've picked are gonna make people vote for you oh I like understand. I think right now you have the Twitter edge which is why I'm taking Tony next because okay. I needed him 
okay, to balance us out a little bit. That's fine. Tony wasn't even on my list, man. What? How is he? Sorry. He, he's not in the 70 people you picked? No, he's on the bottom tier, but not oh, on my okay. top tier. I was going to say, like, he has to at least make the list. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to shit on that. Um, no, because... <laughs> tell me why you picked Tony. Well, I was going to wait longer because he's great, He's great, but, like, not, like, a favorite, personal favorite. But with you getting Robin Tyson back-to-back, I needed to get some... Like, I know these people are great as well that I've picked, but I need, like, mainstream name recognition. And I've heard people talk about Tony outside of Survivor Circles as well. In the same way I've heard people talk about Tyson and Boston Rob outside of Survivor Circles. I've never heard Tony outside of a Survivor Circle. Oh, people talk about him as, like, the, like one of the great reality TV players of all time. Who? Like, people on the Reddit. Oh, like, oh that's why I don't, because I don't <laughs> read the Reddits. It's like on social media, you can see people talk about Tony. Like, you, you won't see people talk about, like, Omar. Okay. Because that's a Survivor guy. But Tony's, like, transcended it with his two wins. Okay. Because he's won Kageyan. He got voted out second in the game change. <laughs> and then he won um, Winners at War. So he won against all winners. Um, I think a lot of people have said, and I can kind of see the point, that Tony is responsible for um, one of the most like dominant performances in an episode ever when he's tasked by Natalie and Parvati with extortion to get six tokens or else he can't be in the challenge mm-hmm. or something. So he goes around not only to his own alliance to get fire tokens, but to the alliance that he's tricking into <laughs> thinking that he's aligned with them and gets their tokens too. Like, that's just an incredible move. He's, like, the only person who's featured in that episode, basically. Yeah. He talks for, like, five minutes about extortion and how he hates it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wins. He, he won the first time. Kind of lucky that Wu took him instead of Cass. But um, he was really good at convincing him. Yep. And, and if that's what Wu... Um, what's the word? Not prioritizes, but... Um, values? Values, that's the word. Um, he valued being loyal? Yeah, and it's just, he didn't... His, that value went over... I don't if Whether he had the knowledge that the jury would vote for him or not, like, I guess that value was more important than when, <laughs> winning a million dollars. <laughs> Maybe he thought, like, if I can be Cass, I can be Tony. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was thinking. I don't know. And he's like, I can just... I don't know. Yeah, well, Spencer was mean in that tribal. He was yeah. like, "You could have taken this goat and points to Cass, <laughs> but you took Tony." Yeah, Spencer is an interesting one. We should even if, depending on how this goes, we should maybe talk about him um, at some point. But okay, um, but Tony, yeah, a little bit lucky there. But he then in Game Changers, he immediately goes to look for an idol, goes and runs around the island and digs a hole and jumps in it. Yeah, and then gets voted out promptly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in Winners at War, he, he talked a lot about how he would always position himself to be looking up to people when they would talk to him instead of looking down at people. Yeah. So he would like try to be lower than them. So and psychology. Body language. Yeah. yeah. He really thought about it, whether or not Game Changers was a way for him to lower his threat level if he knew Winners at War was coming. We'll never know. But whatever it was, it worked out for him. You know, the spy shacks, the, the fucking... The weird emotional devastation he went through when Sarah went out. Um, all that stuff is just part of what makes him such a unique player. I really didn't think I would like him at first, and here I am picking him fourth. Yep. The two-time winner. Crazy. Oh, I gotta highlight him in your color. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, yeah, he's a good pick, but it's just... He's a two-time um, winner. I can't get I know, but I just not a favorite on my account, which is fine. 
but I do respect him as a winner. I think he did really well in Winners at War, and... I'm so glad he won um, that instead it's of just, Sarah or something. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, would have loved to see Natalie win. I would have loved that there would be no politics in the Survivor jury, and people just voted who they wanted to vote for, a.k.a. Michelle, and to see how it really shook out, because Ms. Michelle deserved votes, too. I will say, Natalie's my favorite... And obviously I would have been happy with her winning winners at war. But it's kind of hard to argue with Tony winning that season too. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, it's just Natalie played a really good game on the edge. And if I, if she like was against somebody else who was on the edge, I think she would have definitely won. But it's just two different versions of Survivor that you can't compare really. Like apples and oranges. Lots of people think that if you get, like that they think that if you get voted out, you're, you should not, like they just think that, like, for example, Chris, they, they say he's easily unanimously the worst winner of all time because Edge of Extinction, they say, shouldn't count. Yeah. What do you feel about that? Should it be a thing? Uh, I think it's an interesting um, concept, and I think that um, people are just getting hot and heavy about it because the last, the, the only two times that they did Edge of Extinction, the people who um, came back from the edge either one, which was Chris Underwood, or came in second, which was Natalie Anderson. And I feel like they feel upset about that because they're not playing the traditional game of Survivor. So I think, um, for me, if the Edge of Extinction comes back, I would only want it to have one battle back. Pre-merge. Correct, yep. Or going into the merge type of a thing. Um, So, for example, with Winners at War, Tyson would be the only one to come back, and then they would just send everyone back to the jury. Hate the twist, not the player. Yep. And it's hard to, um, I feel like it's just hard to judge. Like, it's just two different um, different ways of scoring it, you know? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah, I like your perspective on that. Yep, yep. Who's your fifth draft pick? Um, I'm going to go with Miss Sandra Diaz, uh, our other two-time yes. winner. Um, she is another person that I really enjoy watching, um, just for the fact that proof that you do not have to be good at challenges to win Survivor. Um, she just, I don't know, has some crazy, crazy mind power over people and just like her crazy good social abilities to influence and just observe and understand how people work and use that against or for her. And, um, I don't know. I think uh, when was at war, she just got duped and she she let her heart overcome her head for one for one tribal and that's what got her. But I think she's a really good player as well. The queen stays queen. Yep, the queen stays queen. <laughs> it's funny. I've seen two seasons of Sandra, three if you count Island of the Idols, but I've never seen a Sandra win, and yet she's won twice. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind that she was able to win a second time on a season that was not all winners. Like, that could never happen again, I bet. That she could ever win what? That she won, like, nobody wanted to take out the winner that was on that season when she won a second time. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I have to rewatch. We should rewatch Heroes and Villains. I think you would enjoy that because that's the season Tyson was on and he screwed it up. He changed his vote to someone else and if he would have kept it to what the plan was, he wouldn't have gotten voted out. <laughs> who do you think, if he does that, would it change who wins, you think? Does it change the season? No, I don't think so. But I also don't remember the season uh, too well in detail. But I think Sandra deserved it. Sandra has been fun to watch that I've seen her. I haven't seen a lot of her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always liked her watching people in Island of the Idols, like, her head was always moving. Yeah. Um, um, also, Wikipedia is saying that she was on Australian Survivor, Blood vs. Water, and I am now remembering this because I follow Australian Survivor on Instagram, and I remember seeing her and her daughter. Right. Um, she did not win, and her daughter got injured. Her, like, leg oh, got no. broken or something, nice. so she got uh, metabacked, but... Um, so I guess she has played since Winners at War. Oh, that was recent. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. I, it seemed like when she left Edge of Extinction, she was retiring. That's what it felt like, but guess she not. was on Australia. I'm sure they paid her a lot to go on. Probably. What's she the exchange rate? She probably got more than <laughs> other people, yeah. Well, Sandra's a good pick. You got another... So the two-time winners have been split up. Um, mm-hmm. Was that intentional? Well, she was definitely going to be my next pick. No oh, you, I didn't know you liked Sandra that much. Yeah, she's a good player. Well, she's good. I just didn't know she was like a favorite of yours like that. I shrugged my shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't... I don't know. I guess I just haven't seen her winner. Mm-hmm. Winning seasons. Um, it's a good pick. I'm looking at the options. I feel like the top tier has been taken. I think my top tier of like my favorite Survivor era has been taken. There's one remaining for me. Okay, let's hear it. I'm not taking him, though. Oh, okay. So I feel like I need to keep building this team. I want to win the poll. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go with a pick. I think I know who you're going for. This might be not... This isn't... I, I, I want it to be clear at this point that my goal is now to win the poll. To win? To win the Twitter poll. So you're not picking your favorites? Correct. <laughs> If I were picking my favorites, we all know who would have been taken by now. Okay. But I want to win the Twitter poll, so I'm taking Parvati. Okay. Um, because I think she's the next best thing to this tier that we've currently covered, where I might get votes. Okay. <laughs> um, I've only seen Parvati once. <laughs> it was in Winners at War. Um, but I know she is beloved. The Reddit seems to think that Tony and Sandra are the best Survivor players of all time, but pretty much frequently when I'm looking over those posts to record them for Emily, Parvati is coming up in third. People think she's an incredibly impressive winner. People were so excited that she was coming back to Winners at War. And I understand right now that I'm framing my selection of Parvati as how other people feel about her, but I want to win the Twitter poll, and I think she's my next best pick to do that. I would like to note something. Mm -hmm. Please do not vote for Dave just because he's desperate to win. Vote (laughs) off... Who has the best players? And I'm just picking my favorites. I'm picking good ones, too. And I'm, I like my team. I liked Parvati on Winners at War. She was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I heard she had a great winning season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard she had a great second place season, mm-hmm. which came before the winning season, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And I heard she had a great first time on the show, too. No, she won Cook Islands. Wait, no, uh, you won Cook Islands. Sorry. And then I think she won Micronesia. And then, I thought she won a fans versus favorites. That's what Micronesia was. Oh. <laughs> that's the one with Eric as the favorite. Yes. But she was on before that, right? Uh, yes. But she was also on Heroes versus Villains. That's where she got second, right? To Sandra. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. So she's played almost as much as Rob, I feel like. She's played three, four, four times. The ones? Cook Islands with Yule. Micronesia, the one she won, Heroes vs. Villains, second place, Wonders at War. I think also part of it is because I listened to the first episode of Tyson's podcast that I listened to. He had her on, and mm. that felt like 
I was able to understand her experience a little more too. Yeah. I just like how in Winners at War, it was like seeing the Avengers assemble. Yeah. Where like you can see Thor use his hammer while Cap uses his shield, but we saw Rob use his buddy system while Poverty <laughs> used like flirting with the guys who were falling in love with their system. Yeah. Just to get her, them on her side. But it hurt that she was an old school player and her flirting didn't work against other winners and she got voted out. It's um, okay, Nick still was yeah, into Nick it. Nick is still in love with her um, to this day. And so, yeah, I'm going with Parvati. Um, definitely not, like, a favorite of mine, but it's what I need to do, I think. Um, because I feel like you're beating me right now, and I needed to get some... It's not... Some famous players on my team. I'm just picking my favorites. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm accusing the masses who are going to vote on this poll okay. of going with the names they recognize. So I needed to get some recognizable names in there, too. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay, ready for my next? Yeah, I'm ready. My next person is going to be Ozzy. Mm, see, this is the problem. You now picked another one who people are going to recognize. Um, Ozzy. Coincidentally enough, my next my pick was going to be Ozzy or Parvati. I oh, feel really? like I knew you were going to um, pick, um, pick one of them. <coughs> mm. um, I've seen him twice. He was in Game Changers. Mm-hmm. And what else have you seen him in? Uh, South Pacific. Oh, right, right. It was Sophie. Um, I think Ozzy, I've picked a lot of players like Sari and Sandra who are good at the social aspect. I think Ozzy is very good at the physical of the um, just camping out in the wilderness and being really good at challenges. And I can really appreciate that because I think it's cool that Though he's not great at everything, I feel like he's good at a majority of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's cool that he uses that strength to get him for, um, far in the games. And yeah, and I think his social skills are, I don't know, subpar. Yeah, a little lacking. <laughs> um, I think. Is that why he can never get over the hump? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why it's so uh, difficult for those like golden boy archetypes to win survivor but i feel like tyson is that kind of golden boy like good at challenges go around camp he's more like i feel like he's he's social but he's like is he he's he's kind of like a pariah it seems to me i don't know i think he's good for the game oh he's he's great for it i just think he's like people probably aren't the biggest fans of him when they play with him Mm. it's my vibe I would rather hang out with Ozzy than, or um, with Tyson yeah, than like absolutely. other kinds of survivors. No, for sure. I just think like, I think a lot of them are jealous of Tyson. Oh, gotcha. Because he is so liked and he is so competitive. Yeah, and good at challenges. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Ozzy's my pick. Yeah, good pick. Um, I've seen him a couple times. He's <laughs> all right. Um, I liked his reaction to Varner's horrible moment. Yeah. Um, Wolf. Yeah. Um... Can I double back real quick? You said you were going to maybe pick Parvati with your next pick. Um, I feel like I've never heard you talk about Parvati really before. Um, did you like her winning season? Was it was she really good? Um, to be completely honest, I don't remember it in detail. Um, I know that that was the fans versus favorite season. Um, and at the end, it was the three girls, Sari, Parvati, and Amanda. Um, uh, but much like the um, Tony season, where instead of three finalists, there's only two. That's what happened again in this season. So I think Parvati won the the final immunity challenge and brought Amanda. 
because she wouldn't be yeah she wouldn't be able to beat Suri damn Suri comes so close I know just these twists work against her well I wonder maybe maybe there's a world where Suri could have (laughs) won and then Parvati wins heroes versus villains and then they're both on winners at war and Sandra still gets to be there too yeah that would have been cool well it didn't happen (coughs) (laughs) um uh Ozzy's a good pick I feel like you're a little disappointed in me for veering away from picking my favorites, so <laughs> I'm going to veer back into picking my favorites here. Um, and it does work out because I think this is also somebody who is beloved in the Survivor community. I'm picking Malcolm uh, Freeberg. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. I'm picking Malcolm. I've seen him in Survivor Philippines, which was his first appearance with um, Denise's tribe when they just, got, they just kept losing over and over again. And then I saw him on Fans vs. Favorites 2 when he was also bemused by... Philip's Stealth R Us thing. I loved that moment when Philip is going through all of their nicknames and he says whatever to Malcolm, like the enforcer or whatever, and Malcolm's just like <laughs> he does like the flexing of the arms. That was really funny. because um, you could tell he was just like fucking with him. And then Malcolm was also on Game Changers. Um his best performance though was his first performance. He got to the top four of Philippines and just couldn't couldn't close it even though he had that advantage and everyone knew that Malcolm was gonna win, so he was the easy one to vote out. He was a little bit upset with Denise for doing it, but if you go to his Twitter, he's clearly come back around, and I probably, he, may, he probably made amends with Denise that night, to be quite honest. Um, mm-hmm. His cover photo was just pictures of Denise. Um, when Denise was in Winners at War, he was just live-tweeting everything she was doing, and when Denise flipped it on um, Sandra, he was like, that's, that's the new queen right there, Denise. Uh, so that was, that was really heartwarming Aww. to see. Fans versus favorites, he tried to get ahead of the game a little bit, um, and partner up with people that he thought were going to be taken out, like Reynold and that other guy, Eddie. Um, and <laughs> yeah. everyone was like, fuck these guys, and they voted him out anyway. So it didn't work out, but he tried. You know, he wasn't just freeloading off of uh, Philip and Brandon's chaotic nature. Um, and then Game Changers, it just didn't work out. And the game, it sucks in Game Changers, all the good people got voted out first, except for like Suri and a couple others. And all the interesting ones were gone immediately. So it didn't work out for Malcolm, and like you said, he's never going to win, but he's great, right? He's my first person I'm picking who's not a winner, and I think he's deserving of being on the list. Um, I would agree with that. I think Malcolm is um, also another great player to have never won Survivor, and I think mm-hmm. I would definitely enjoy him coming back on a season and watching him. Do you think you would? Uh, yes, he's I think. On, he's on another reality show right now. <laughs> I don't remember what it is, but he is on it, so he's the still challenge. in the challenge. Not the challenge. <laughs> no. Um, he's in that world, though. He's still there. Okay, interesting. Maybe I'll look it up. We'll see. I just love Survivor so much, you know? I mean, like, not that show, but maybe he was, like, still interested in coming back to Survivor. Gotcha. Yeah. I just think they're trying to look forward, move forward, and not stay in that this era of Survivor, like anything past Winners at War, or before. Well, you've got to be on it, so you can be on a returning season as well. Yes, that's Heroes correct. versus Villains versus Emily. <laughs> versus Emily. She's the gray area. I don't think there's ever been an Emily on Survivor. Let me look it up. I just, I mean, surely there has, but no. No Emily on Survivor. This is your time. Ooh. They've got to be thinking about it. I mean, maybe. You're going to send in the tape and they're like, oh, we need an Emily. That's so true. And it's such a common name. Okay, that's something I'm going to add to my audition Has there been a tape. David? Yes. David yes. Wright. Oh, of course, yes. David Wright, of course. Um, <laughs> cool. Um... David Murphy, David Samson, oh, David Murphy. Wright. Yeah. Who's Wright? Or Murphy. Murphy's the one who proposed. Oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. Cringe, um, cringe, cringe. 
Well, when you're on, we'll have to redo this, and I'll draft you first. I get the first pick. No, man. Um, who's your number seven? What? How much time are we? No, at? it's your turn. It's your. You, I, I just picked Malcolm. We're over an hour in. We have not even gotten halfway through our draft. Okay, so we gotta pick it up. Oh God. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have less to say about the people as we go on. Okay, I'm gonna. I just, pick, yeah, just pick Malcolm. It's your turn. I'm gonna pick Jeremy Collins. Okay, <coughs> I would love to hear you talk about him <laughs> because I like Jeremy too. I've never understood what makes him such a great player to people. I think. I just think he's a, like his personality is good to be around in that kind of environment for 30 plus days i feel like he would be a calming presence and just i feel like he's young enough where i would be able to connect with him on some levels but also old enough for him to be connect connecting with the elder elderly (laughs) older players on survivor the older castaways like i just feel like he's that good age where he's like just really easy to talk to and i feel like open and like interested in hearing actually hearing about your life and stuff and i don't know just like an overall good good guy like family guy type of a thing maybe it helps that he's a dad and like i don't know has daughters and like would be able to like have that kind of like father-daughter relationship type of a thing you know it's always i guess so it's just like if people were like what do you think about jeremy on survivor i'm like oh he's great and they're like why do you think he's great i'd be like i don't know he just kind of yeah. is. Yeah. It's weird. It's like an it's like an undefinable trait that he has. <clears throat> I think he's very charismatic is the word. But like I never feel like I see that charisma either. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like what I think of right away is in Winners at War when <laughs> they made their own little calendar out of like a tree bark and paint and uh, he, he and Tony are arguing <laughs> about the work days. Tony thinks there's only five days a week because <laughs> he doesn't work Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Jeremy is like, what, man? <laughs> Jeremy is funny, I guess. And, and they were saying, like, we're on Survivor. We're working seven days out of the week. That it was, was silly. I like seeing Jeremy in Winners at War. It was cool to have him back. Yeah. Um, he wins against Tasha and Spencer in second chance you think he would have won against kelly wentworth if kelly had won that final he might you really think so i think it would be close yeah i'd have to think about who the jury is um i don't know everyone was rooting for the underdog kelly was a true underdog but i think if it's kelly and spencer and tasha it's easily kelly but i feel like there's people who still be would be in jeremy's corner but do you think it would be enough for them for him to win that's well, why I have to see the jury. Yeah, we'll look at this later. It'll be a, um, a side topic. But yeah, Jeremy's good. I liked when he came back. I was like, that's just nice to see him. It's just nice to have him there, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's my feeling towards Jeremy. Yeah. You think he was a lion or a hyena? I really do feel like he's right in the middle. He's... They considered him a lion. He's an elephant to me. Oh. He's just... Elephants he, are he, untouchable. That's what I felt like. He, he just seems like true neutral to me. Hmm. Interesting. Like, he just seems like the truest neutral player of Survivor. Yeah, I loved his facial reactions, though. Sometimes, like, his eyes would bug out. He'd be like, <laughs> when somebody would say something shocking or do something shocking. Yeah. And it, I, I wasn't a fan of when he dipped out of that tribal. I know it was to save himself, but it kind of screwed his alliance. That's what sent Tyson out. Yeah. Womp womp. Womp womp. Well, he's a good pick. You know, Jeremy, I feel like he's a good, like, we picked 13 people now. He's about in that range to me. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, for my next pick, I'm, 
I'm debating. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine names left in bold with 13 people left to pick, 14 people left to pick. So I'm going to have to dip into the non-bolds eventually. Okay. But which bold do I want right now? <clears throat> I think I'm going to take another winner. Okay. I'm going to take Michelle. Okay. Michelle Fitzgerald. Damn. Was she your next pick? Not my next pick, but she was definitely on my list. I'm going for Michelle. And this is what I think... I think Michelle, to me, is what Survivor is all about. Okay. Because in before brains versus brawn versus beauty, I see a little talking head of this tiny little gay Asian man. <laughs> and I'm like, I want him to win. <laughs> I immediately picked him. And... We might get to the point where we talk about Ty a little later, so we'll save that. We'll see if we get there. Um, and I was so obsessed with that, and then seeing that Aubrey was playing a great game, and I wanted um, Scott and Jason gone, mm -hmm. and I just didn't see Michelle coming. I didn't. When she was there, I thought she was the goat of the you, three of them. You said she doesn't deserve her win. I didn't think. I thought. I still to this day feel like Aubrey deserves <laughs> okay. the win on brains versus brawn versus beauty maybe i need to rewatch it yeah maybe i need to think about michelle in a different context but the reason i say that she's what survivor is all about is because on winners at war she was awesome she was so great she voiced the sentiment that people do not feel like she deserved the win to rob who said uh eh, if you win you win that's it that's all it is and it's true like i would never take that away from her I just would have voted differently, is yeah. what I mean by that. Um, and I would never take the win away from her. But she felt like a lot of people didn't think she deserved it. So she went into Winners at War wanting to prove herself. And I really think she did. She did a great job in challenges. She had a great social game. She was just kind to everybody. Like, she gave Jeremy the coin, right? Or something like that? Mm -hmm. The 50-50? The, the like, yeah. She just gave that to him. No strings attached. And she just, she had a great social game. And her final tribal speech in that season was amazing. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I was, I felt, I found myself rooting for her. I was, I would have been happy with any one of those three winning. Tony, Natalie, and Michelle. Mm -hmm. I do wish she had gotten some votes, but I am glad that That's Natalie. That's not her fault. It's not her fault. Um, I'm glad Natalie got votes too. Um, I thought Michelle, like, not that she needed to prove herself to anyone, <laughs> But she, she felt did. like she did. She wanted to prove yeah. herself to herself, I think. And I think she did that. And it was a really great story. It was easily my favorite story arc on that season. I loved Michelle on that season. Yeah. She was great. She definitely was an underdog. And she just pulled it out in the end. She won two immunity mm -hmm. uh, challenges. And that's pretty sick. And she was um, <clears throat> in, like, dead last of that, um, that last one that she won. But very yeah. cool. It's just awesome. On a season of all winners... To have the person that everyone thought shouldn't be there be at the final three was really cool. Yeah. Because she really earned it, I think. And she earned it the first time, too. I don't mean to, not to say that. Mm -hmm. But, like, you, you can't take it away from her ever now. Like, she's undeniable. Yeah. It's awesome. A good survivor player, for sure. She's awesome, yeah. Yep. That's a good pick, Dave, and I'm kind of jealous you got that, so... Um, you didn't I'm, see that coming. I am going to pick someone that I just want to make sure I have on my tribe or my side, and that's going to be Michaela Bradshaw. That's who I was debating between. Oh God, I, I would have been. Re <laughs> I would have taken Ken from you out of spite. I felt like whoever I didn't take, it would be who you would take. Uh, that's yeah, why I was debating. So, 
Michaela Bradshaw is definitely someone yeah. I really enjoy watching on TV. Great point. Um, I feel like, honestly, relatable, not in um, like the basic sense of like, I rage as hard as <laughs> Michaela, <laughs> but like, I just feel like it's cool to see a strong young woman being put in this situation and thriving. Um, and I feel like even though I don't have the that same kind of personality of being a little like hardcore and um, confrontational, um, I just really can appreciate the way um, that she plays based off of who she is and her personality. And I think um, she realizes, I don't know if it's her first or second season, but she was like, I need to make sure I keep my face in check because... It definitely like does not um, is not subtle like it like like she wears her emotions on her sleeve kind of a thing. Um, so I just think I don't know. I think she's a really cool person to watch. I really love her humor and uh, I think she's a great player. Although she didn't win any immunity, she was very strong in all of the challenges. She came and, really close. And I don't know. She's just just fun to watch for sure. When she drinks the tea, when is it savage? Yeah. When uh, JT... JT. Yeah, JT gets voted out. Her <laughs> reaction to getting voted out in, yeah. in and, Millennials versus Gen X. Yeah. That was scary. <laughs> and it's such a stupid reason for Jay to vote her out. Yeah. I mean, she, she was scary, though, but it doesn't make any sense. And somehow he didn't get punished for that. I mean, he kind of was on the bottom from that point. So that was kind of stupid for him, but... I don't know. I get it. I wouldn't want to play with Michaela if she wasn't on my side, but she was on their side, yeah. so make it make sense. I feel like pre-merge is not the time to blindside your alliance. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, yeah, great pick. Um, I really almost went with her, but I had to go... I don't know. I wanted another winner, I think. Yeah, that's um, fair. But Michaela's great. Yep. Um, I hope she'll play again. I, she was my pick to win Game Changers. Yeah, she is so good. I love her. She's truly one of my favorites. She's great. Um, she's funny uh, my next pick again I'm waffling between people waffling waffling between people what are we at an hour 15 <laughs> it's fine yeah. this will be one of the shorter episodes <laughs> honestly I don't think we can, anyone can talk talking TV with Ryan Foley for three hours yeah Wowza. Um, well I have a lot of people left on my board But I think I'm going to go with Denise next. Okay. Denise Stapley. Okay. Um, I don't know if I said Michelle Fitzgerald. You um, did say okay. Fitzgerald. I want to make sure I, I give them their last names as well. Um, Are you keeping the order of which? Yep. Okay, excellent. Because I'm just color-coded. <laughs> no, I've got the order. Excellent. Um, I'm taking Denise, who won Survivor Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, and got... Fifth on Winners at War, sixth place, fifth or sixth, sixth, sixth place. Um, once the merge happened in Winners at War, she kind of fades away. But pre-merge, she's the queen slayer, y'all. She, she's on fire. She had easily the best move of the pre-merge, which was to take the generous idol that Sandra gave just to keep Denise in the game instead of Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Denise flipped it on. Sandra and got Sandra out of the game and effectively ended Sandra's U.S. survivor career, I suppose. Um, yeah. Not survivor career in general. Uh, which is a great move, the Queen Slayer. Um, and she wins Philippines. Um, 
She's excellent in and challenges. And she went through every single... Yes, she went to every tribal. Tribal, yep. So, crazy. She definitely earned it. Yeah. Um, she worked hard. Was she on... Was that tribe the one with Zane at the beginning? Yeah, the one with the <laughs> tattoos and who smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. When he's like, here's my strategy. I'm going to make a day... I'm going to make a final day 39 alliance with everybody. And then yeah. I'm going to tell them all to vote me out. <laughs> and then he got voted out. Um, classic. Anyway, Denise is great, right? She's so awesome. Um, I just, I don't know. She's, I was happy to see her in Winners at War. I was happy to see her competing mm -hmm. and trying. It was kind of funny by the end when everyone would just approach her with an idea and she would be like, absolutely. Like, like Tony has to go. And she'd be like, Tony has to go. <laughs> like, she kind of just gave up towards the end, it felt yeah. like. Um, mm -hmm. But she, she, I don't think she actually gave up. It's probably just the edit. Yeah. Um, and she was kind of working from the bottom, so. For the TV. Yeah. That's what I hate about it, is the, the production of it sometimes. Right. It's just, I wish I knew the real story. You don't have mm -hmm. to amp it up. It's all entertaining, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. But. And she goes against... Lisa and Scoopin in that final three. Yeah. And Scoopin's now a pedophile. I guess so. So. Yikes. They, they made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my pick, Denise. You like Denise? I do like Denise, but she was not on my top tier. That's okay. That's fine. I don't know if she's on my top tier. I think I'm working for my second tier at this point. Really? I still have a lot on my top tier. Well, we all know one on my top tier, who I just know I can get later. Ken. Because you don't have an interest in him. I'm only going to take him if you hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Who could I take that would hurt you at this point? I don't know. I have a few. Well, uh, I but be one of them <laughs> I'm going to pick is someone very new. Ooh. Our newest Survivor uh. winner, Miss Marianne. I thought about picking season her. Season 42. Um, Good pick. I know that your dad does not like her <laughs> because she's talkative and whatever. Um, and I feel like I keep saying this about the same players, but I just really like their, like her personality. I feel like much like Tyson, she knows exactly who she is, and she's not afraid to be that. And I just think that's really cool that um, she's not she's pretty young, like 20s. Yeah, early nice. 20s. I think so. Um, and I just think that's really cool that she is just this big, bright, bubbly personality. And yes, I can understand it might be a lot. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know, I enjoyed watching her, and I just think she has a really good attitude that, um, could rub off on some people in America. Yeah. That's a good pick. I was debating between her and Denise. Damn. It's crazy to how much on a wavelength we are right now. Yeah. Um, but I know Denise wasn't really on your radar. Yeah. Um, but Marianne's great. Mm -hmm. I feel similar things about Marianne that I felt about Michelle, mm -hmm. where at first I was like, I am not a Marianne fan. Yeah. She's way too much. But then I watched her, like, be, like, actively and consciously work to become a better survivor player as the season went on. Mm -hmm. Like, she got better and she focused on getting better the way, yeah. as, as the season progressed. And that was really awesome to see. Um, and by the end of it, like, it was clear. Like, she was definitely the winner. Um, she convinced Mike to play an idol for her, even though she already had one, right? That was, mm -hmm. like, a big thing. And she yeah. got Omar out. Yep. It's a good resume. Yeah. So. I mean, she played really, really well at the end. I feel like that's a smart way to do it is be a little bit passive up until the last few people and mm -hmm. have a good grasp on um, what advantages are where and where everyone's at and understanding people's perspectives and why they would and wouldn't want to take you to the end and your competition. And you just really have to know the people around you and you'll have known them less than a month. Yeah. 
That's so true. Do you think having the people who are on 43 now, having seen her, do you think they're going to try to, like, like you won't be able to get away with it again, being passive up until the end, now that they've seen it? I mean, they could go for the passive people, but then the more aggressive people steering the choices are going to slip by too. So it's just, I feel like, I always feel like Survivor is just so dependent on the other people you're playing with, yeah, you, you know? you got to play and, your season. And your ability to, one, recognize what's happening around you and the group stuff, and two, reacting to it and being flexible. Excellent point. Yep. Um, she's a great pick. Mm-hmm. I only have six bold people left. Okay, I have a lot. <laughs> My top two tiers are about to be weeded out. Okay, you have three tiers? I have four tiers. Oh my god. <laughs> I just have two big lists. Anyway. Um, I'm going to take... With my ninth pick. I don't know. This is tough. Oh my gosh. What? We're not even halfway through, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I want to pick a good pick. Aren't you, didn't you put them in order of who you would pick? No, I just bolded. Oh, okay. Like That's half fair. the list. That's um, fair. That's where I'm at. You gotta plan forward, though. Okay. Just go with your gut. Go with my gut? Yeah. Who are you benign? Okay. I'm gonna take from David versus Goliath. I'm gonna take Mike White. Um, okay. Why did you look at me like that? <laughs> okay, I was like, David versus Goliath. I was just thinking of what that season was. Mike White, excellent. He was on my second tier. <laughs> I am taking Mike White. I love Mike White. He wrote The White Lotus. He also wrote The School of Rock. Um, oh, I didn't even put Mike White on my list. Wow. Sorry. Wow. Um, he's great, though. He's the first person who, when the losing tribe loses, and Jeff says, losing tribe... Head back to camp. Got nothing for you. Mike White was the first person to say, I've got nothing for you either, Jeff. Um, which was funny. Yeah, you didn't understand it was funny until you watched all the other seasons. Um, he's awesome, though. He, he got second to mm-hmm. Nick, mm-hmm. who was not on my list. Um, but Mike White has said that he did not feel... like He said he could have argued for himself harder and in more persuasive ways to win that season, but mm-hmm. he did not feel right because he did not need the money. He said that he had all he wanted out of Survivor, he had gotten. So yeah. he did not want to push for him to win. That's awesome. So we Nick, love Mike White. But he, he also clarified, he said, that's not meaning that I gave the win to Nick or anything. Nick earned that himself, absolutely. Yeah. Is what he clarified with that. Yeah. So Smart. I think it's true, though. Like He doesn't need the money. Um, all he would have really wanted was the title. The experience. And Nick is somebody with the college debt who had a low-paying job who definitely could have used the money. Nick's a Republican. Well, yeah, but he still couldn't use the money. Yeah. I'm just reminding you, Nick's a Republican. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Nick is not on my list. But Mike White was awesome. I thought he was really funny. I like your theory that he smuggled edibles onto Survivor, so he was just high most of the time. That wasn't my theory. That was something on Reddit, I think. Oh, okay. That was funny, though, Um, in my opinion. You never know. But, yeah, Mike White... um, is he the first runner-up I've picked? Well, I guess I picked Natalie. Um, yeah, but she's still a winner. Winner before yes. runner-up. So yeah, Mike White. Excellent. Great pick, Dave. Thank you. Um, He's the reason I started watching. Excellent. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> shut up, Dave. Next. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, a rich person who's been on <laughs> two or three times. Um, 
I'm gonna pick Andrea. She was originally on Rob's winning season. Um, she didn't do that great that season, but I think she was an eminent threat, um, which is why she got invited to return on another season. And I think two other seasons and I think though she played very similar games for both of those seasons and obviously was not successful so she should uh, switch up her strategy I think she was a smart player and um I feel like she was a smart player a good player like would help out around camp and um help in the challenges and stuff like that and I think she was just a smart young lady yeah she's she was on she was she was on my fourth tier okay but she was on my list yep um, she's just one of those people who's always going to finish eighth, you know? Yeah, and that's okay. She's just, she plays hard, but she doesn't play well enough. I she think, plays well, but not well enough. I think if she chilled out a little bit and was a little bit more passive, um, up until probably the first half of the merge and then started taking control, I think she could really take it home. But I think she goes aggressive a little way too fast. Too hot in the beginning. I feel like... Like, Ozzy and Malcolm are these golden boy archetypes. She's probably... Her and, like, Kelly Wentworth are, like, the closest things her ever has to, like, golden girls. Yeah. They love having her on. Yeah, I would agree. They almost love having her on as much as um, Sierra. Yeah. Who I will not be drafting because I do not love her as much as Jeff does, apparently. Because she's a Republican. But also, like, she wasn't that great. <laughs> like, to- she wasn't great television. She, uh, she voted out her mom, <laughs> she voted out Dave. Her mom. That's all she did. All right, Emily, it's happening. With my number 10 pick, I'm taking Mr. Ken McNichol. Um, it's happening. Finally. I'm not going to risk any taking anyone who you might upset you, because I don't know what's going to upset you at this point. I don't want to trigger anything that's going to make you take Ken. <laughs> so I'm just getting him now. It's safe. He's my number 10 pick. He's my halfway point. I knew I could get him here because nobody cares about him as much as I do. I'm probably Ken's biggest fan. Um, <laughs> here's the thing about Ken. He's really hot. Um, he's also really loyal. Mm-hmm. He was... I always said, why don't people just play loyal games of Survivor before I understood the the twists and turns that you have to deal with and the manipulation you have to do. Mm-hmm. But I saw Ken play a loyal game all the way up until he had to vote out his number one alliance, which was David. But he justified it beautifully at the final tribal was when he said, David, you are my number two alliance this entire game. And my number one was my daughter. With you in this game, I would not have been keeping to that alliance. Yeah. So he voted out David. Yeah. And it made perfect sense. And they I, couldn't be mad at him about it, you know? No, yeah. And I didn't... I thought... I thought he played a great game. People seem to not like Ken that much. Yeah. And they seem to think that he was a goat. I don't think he was a goat in the sense that he wasn't playing. I think he was a goat in the sense that everyone could have beaten him. I didn't really see that. I thought he had a good chance to win, but apparently not. Yeah. Um, he played too passive. I think he... I was, mean, he played a good game. It's just not like the flashy television yeah, game that they right. want. And, and Adam was like the guy who would later try to grab the thing off of Jeff's podium and play it. Yeah. And he's like, you want to play that? He said, yes. Yes, I do. That was funny. You liked that. That was funny. It was a good way for him to go out. <laughs> Gotta love it. Remember that theory that said Jeff is actually an idol? And <gasps> if you play Jeff, he has to say that he's an idol because otherwise he'd have to throw himself in the fire. <laughs> That's funny. Um, anyway, Ken McNichol, love him. Second place, he's a runner-up. I picked him because he was hot and he sounded like Brad Pitt. Um, and we're going to do a Survivor Moments podcast one day, so I'm not going to talk about my favorite Ken moment. I'll save it for that podcast, because it's going to be my number one moment. Um, it's a moment with Ken, but I really loved him. I think I have a little crush on him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, fi- I finally found his Instagram, and he's still just as dashing. <laughs> you don't really care about Ken that much. You said you were shocked that he was my pick, and yeah, I don't. I didn't realize you would latch onto him so much. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll show Dave Survivor, and he'll care about all these famous people. And, and you didn't I think can. I would care about Ken? No. But here I, I am. I did not care about Ken, so I didn't think you you would but it's okay i love him do you I like know. him more now that because of me i guess so <laughs> just by default. i talked i talk about him way more now because of you for sure <laughs> that's another code for a shut up dave i think emily's about ready to be done with this podcast so we should probably keep it moving a little quicker but i i had to talk a lot about ken i had to <laughs> i know you love ken um my next pick is gonna hurt you and i don't mean it to but it's just he's a good player and i can't not pick him do you know who i'm picking are you gonna pick rick devins i'm picking rick devins he was my next pick i'm so sorry and i, <laughs> I should have I... waited on fucking mike white <laughs> and ken <laughs> okay but i had to get ken before i picked somebody that you're obsessed with and then suddenly ken's gone from me that's true i couldn't risk that um i mean rick devins he played a really good game someone i would love to see back on the show fans versus favorites in some cases some capacity yeah i would be i would be very into it um i think so i think i think he just played a really good game and he's smart and charismatic and uh, oddly good enough at the challenges some of the challenges so um i think a really well-rounded player um and just again good good entertaining tv um, I will say a favorite memory of watching Edge of Extinction, uh, Rick Devins' season, is that when he got voted off, they do their little talking heads of, like, just their reactions or whatever, and Rick Devins did it in his news anchor voice, and Dave was like, this is a weird bit, and I was like, it's because he's a news anchor, Dave. <laughs> he had no that. idea. You had no idea, Dave. <laughs> um, That's a good memory. Yeah. He, he would have won that season if he didn't lose the fire. Yeah. And he, but he would have been somebody who also came back from the edge. He, yeah, he won the first battle back. Which was, he's, I did not expect him to be as good at challenges as he was. Huh? I didn't expect him to be as good at challenges as he was. Exactly. I think he just, um, some people are good at those, those like weird backyard games. (laughs) (laughs) Me? Uh, not so much, but I'll practice. I mean, three months later. (laughs) I have the equipment. Um, yeah, I love Rick Devins too. You didn't mention his best moment though, which wasn't even aired apparently, but it's when he meets War Dog and he says, That's funny, my name is also War Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. I love Rick Devins. He was definitely going to be my next pick. I guess I should have waited on Mike White. I was going back and, and forth. Ken. Well, I, Ken, I was planning to take Ken 10. Okay. I feel like that was a good midway point for me. Okay. And then I wouldn't have to worry about you taking him out of spite based on something I didn't know that I did wrong. Um, and I was going back and forth. I was like, well, I have one pick until Ken. Should I take Mike White or Rick Devins? And I, I said I picked wrong. I could have gotten them both. Sorry. It's okay, because my next pick is going to be Erica Kasupinen. Okay, um, yeah. Is that how I pronounce her last name? I don't know. Kasupinen. <coughs> um, I'm back on the winner train here. That's a good pick, Dave. Um, she was on my top tier. Winner of season 41. Um, the first person I ever saw win Survivor. <laughs> um, Erica. Um, <laughs> she's great. She, like we were talking about her earlier, she plays more of a passive game at first. Kind of lurks in the shadows a little bit and strikes at the perfect moment. Xander was convinced that he had like a unanimous victory se- sewn up for himself. And it was not the case because Erica was playing the game all along. Just not in the same way that Xander was. And it was in a much more... Um, I think a much more controlling way than anyone had really expected until that final tribal. Yeah. And she kind of came alive and listed that resume out. Um, and smashing the hourglass, obviously people hate that twist, but it paid off for her. Yeah. I think 
Um, with Erica, what I really like about her is that I can relate to her and that if, when I ever do go on Survivor, um, I will play a game closer to Erica's versus like Parvati's where it's like, I'll, I'll feel more comfortable doing things like behind the scenes and not necessarily needing to be the person in front making these big bold moves kind of a thing, like being the puppet master kind of idea and just like knowing when when to take a seat and when to strike. Um, so I really like Erica in that sense because I feel like I would relate to her in, in a Survivor strategic way. But who's to say how I'll play Survivor? I think I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> but was it cool to see somebody play it and win in that way? Yes, it was. I feel like the evolution of Survivor, we're getting to a point where we don't just value the big flashy um, strategy games of like the big bold moves like Erica like you were saying was very controlled very strategic and like there there are a lot of things that come into Survivor that you don't have any control over like the the hidden immunity idols come with like the beware advantage so you lose your vote until whenever um so I think I don't know I think Erica just had really good control despite all of the outside yeah. variables she had good jury management yeah and I think Xander just um, wasn't able to read the room yeah. um, and I think Erica had that ability and that's just I think solely due to age and experience that was one of the things the jury said too one of the people whispering like yeah that's a bad read from Xander yeah um, correct but also <coughs> I feel like a thing that people are starting to value more and more in Survivor is if people can plot out a win for themselves from early on Mm -hmm. I think Erica and Marianne both did this where they said, if I did this and this, then I'd be at the final three with these two. If I did this and this, and I have these two. But I made this promise with this person, so if that happened, I'd be with these two. Yep. And that's what Marianne had like planned out for herself. I think Erica was the same way. Yeah. And that, that seems Very to be smart. valued. Yeah. Yep. That's my pick. Who's your number 12? Oh, gosh. Um, Are we still in your top tier? Uh, yeah, I have plenty of people in my top tier. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with my gut here and pick Lydia Meredith. That's going to be our friend from wow. this past season. The first person you picked who's not on my list at all. Um, wow, interesting. I just think... she's pre. This is the first person to get voted off pre-merge. Correct. I just think she is the definition of good TV personality. I think she is a great representation for our younger generation. What is that, Gen Z? Gen Z. You're, a, um, you're not Gen Z. You're a millennial. I think so. I'm on the cusp. I don't really understand it. We're in different generations, Cradle Robber. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm I'm on the cusp. What's your generation? I'm Gen Z. Gen Z? Yeah. Oh, By I'm one not year. Gen Z. 97 is the cutoff. I'm 96. Um, yes. I'm just letting the audience know. Oh. Um, I just think she's just a really good entertainment and I feel like keeps me in touch with the youth. <laughs> I wish we had seen more of her. Yeah, I think she'll be invited back if... They have a returning season. Do you believe the theory soon. that um, she actually had a lot of good stuff that they cut out because they didn't want people to get attached to her because they knew she would go before the merge even? 100%. I would agree with that. You know, according on her Survivor Wikipedia page, she posted this once that she has biggest, fattest, juiciest ass in the history of Survivor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she like edited the page or something or somebody did. Funny. funny. She's a funny lady. Well, I have two people left in bold, so I'm going to take the one who's been on three times as opposed to the one who's been on once, and I'm going to take Aubrey Bracco. Mm -hmm. Bracco? Mm -hmm. um, Bracco, I think. Bracco? Yeah. Who was on Brains vs. Brown vs. Beauty, um, Game Changers, and The Edge of Extinction. She won none of those. Did she even get to the top five? I don't know. I don't think so. 
Um, she got to the top three for Oh yeah, that's Brain, right. Brown, I mean I meant on sorry, did she get to the top five on Edge of Extinction? Was she, was no, she, she, she was, was out, like one of the first voted yeah, out before she, Merge. It was her and then <clears throat> Joe. Joe and then David and then Kelly Wentworth was the last returning person left. Mm-hmm. Um she gets to the final three she gets second place on that because I think Ty got third. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes to the final five on Game Changers. Final four? Final five, I think, because Ty gets fourth, I think. I don't know. I think it's Ty gets fourth and she gets fifth. Um, but Aubrey is good. Um, we're definitely heading towards the end of my second tier here. Um, I enjoyed watching her. I think she was always in over her head, but she always managed to stay afloat, too. Um, she was overwhelmed, it seemed, near constantly. But she she worked hard, <laughs> tried her best, and always found At ways me, to honestly. Succeed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she was entertaining. I think she was, like, a Cochrane archetype for the show. Where they wanted to have her back. They thought she had the potential to be a winner. It just never really came together. Mm-hmm. Kind of nerdy. That's yeah. why I would compare her to Cochrane. And didn't she say she had a crush on Cochrane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, funny. That's Aubrey. I don't know. I'm not thrilled about it, but I she's one of the last. She was people. on my top tier. Yeah, she's. I think she's a great player. I think so, but like she's not a flashy one. No, but I, I like think the, she's... I like the flashy ones. <laughs> I like getting. Pregnant, I think you she's know? good. I think um, she would be a cool person to meet in real life. Yeah. Um, but my next person I'm gonna pick. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm just gonna go with my gut with these newer players. I'm gonna pick High. Oh, he was on my list. I didn't think you'd take him. What do you love about High? Sorry. What tier was he on? Uh, he was in my third tier. Third? Okay. Interesting. Um, I just like his energy as well. I think him and Lydia were two peas in a pod. I don't understand why he voted against her <laughs> after he, he said he was He's not going to yeah, he was gonna go to rocks. Um, but whatever, to each their own. Um, I just think he seems like a cool person. And I think I might be a little biased because I follow him on social media. And I enjoy his content. <laughs> He was in a Speedo yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, with Chanel. With Chanel, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's good. He's fine. I like High. He was my pick to win. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if there's ever another Heroes versus Villains, he would be on the villain side. Yeah. He just had that energy about him. The chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was pissed when Romeo voted for him. <laughs> yeah. Really petty, really <laughs> Really emotional play from that point on. Really confrontational. Yeah, I like High. He was fine. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna take my last person in bold then. I still haven't been able to get her. Um, from Millennials versus Gen X, it was Hannah Shapiro. Dang. Okay. Um, people might look at me and I saying, love this pick. Yeah. Yeah, I had her in bold. People might be saying, "Wow, he took two people from Millennials versus Gen X, and neither of them were the winner, Adam." But I think Adam sucks actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's why I'm going with Ken and Hannah. Um, Hannah, also responsible for my favorite Survivor moment of all time, which we'll talk about on the Survivor Moments podcast, but I'll yep. just say that it's a sunrise. Um, <laughs> she was she was similar to Aubrey, but in a little bit more of a manic way, in that she was also constantly overwhelmed um, <laughs> and felt like she didn't know what she was doing. But I think she did know what she was doing. She just had a lot of anxiety, too, about it. And I don't know. She was fun to watch. I hope she gets to play again. I don't know if she necessarily will or if she's even interested in that, but I really enjoyed Hannah's time on the show. I did too. I think she was a really good player and grew into a butterfly. Um, okay, I think 
I am going to start picking based off of people I don't think you're going to pick. You seem exhausted. <laughs> because I just want to make sure I get all of my bold people. I'm going to pick Zeke. Zeke Smith. Yeah, he's not even on my list. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Uh, I just think that he was a very strategic player, and I feel like I would be scared playing against him, so I would definitely want him on my side. And I think he would be a good person to buddy up with as long as you could be super loyal. I'm still not understanding what happened between between he, him and Andrea. Like, there was just a lie that happened that flew around and someone believed a lie. Um, so it got chaotic and that made me sad. But I think Zeke would be a very fun player to be with because he's very smart. And um, I feel like if I were paired with Zeke, it would be balanced out where he would have more of, like, the intelligence of, like, running the numbers where I would be, have, like maybe a better relationship or like handle on how people are feeling and stuff. So like a good balance in that sense. What's his last name? Smith. Zeke Smith. I didn't have him on my list at all. Yeah, I mean, he was good to watch. I mean, I was happy to see him come back for Game Changers. Mm -hmm. um, like I didn't, wasn't, he was on Millennial versus Gen X too, right? Yes. They had a good cast for that one. Yeah. Um, and he was fine. I just, he wasn't on my radar totally. Um, but yeah, I can see what you mean about, you know, he'd be good to partner up with because he's also somebody you could kind of like, if you needed to, he could be like a shield for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zeke is good. Um, definitely wasn't going to take him. Okay. Um, but a good pick. Um, let's see. I have nobody left in bold, but I have one, two, three, four, five people who have played multiple times. I feel like I should go for one of them. Um. One of them would shock you if I took them. So I won't go for that yet. Why? Take them. Nah. Well, wait. This is a later round pick if I need it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Tasha Fox. Okay. Um, Predictable. I picked her to win twice. and <clears throat> She did well both times, I think. She got top three and top six. She got top six in Kageyan and top three in second chance. In Kageyan, she was a challenge monster. Like, she was... She won the most challenges that season, I'm pretty sure. She was almost in rare company, but they voted her out as soon as she lost one mm -hmm. because they knew that was going to be a problem. Um, she was my pick to win just based off nothing. I did the eye test and I said, her, that looks good to me. <laughs> um, she was stuck with Chatia and that Shimoran um, <laughs> at first, and that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but then her and Cass and Spencer made a play for it. Cass immediately turned on them as soon as she could. Um, but for a little bit there, it felt like Tasha was in a good position, and then she kind of played from the bottom from then on. Second chance, she gets into a majority alliance, and because of that, there's people who are seen as stronger in that alliance than she was, even though I still think she played a great game of challenges, competitive, physical, and social. It just wasn't as good as Jeremy, I guess. Um, and um, just, you know, I think this is a great p place to be picking somebody like Tasha, just a consistent, reliable survivor player who's not a soul suck and just good for entertainment and talented and fun to watch. Yeah. I like Tasha. And she was strong. She was strong. And she was strong. She's on the challenge. She's, I don't think she is anymore. Oh, she think, got voted I out. I think the time has come. Dang. That they sucks. They don't mention her at all on the podcast. Dang. R.I.P. Yeah, I like Tasha. Okay. Do you like Tasha? I like Tasha. Yeah, she's fun. I would want her, I would enjoy seeing her on the show again. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Strong player all yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, who do I want to take next? I honestly think I've three, four, five, six people in bold left, but I think I'm looking at switching some people out, but I don't think any of my current people would be on your list. Um, oh, dang. 
See, it's not so easy to just pick one randomly. Yeah, it's true, man. I was getting harassed earlier. Um, I'm going to just go with my gut and take Christian Hubecki. Ah, he was definitely on my... I was circling him. Yep. I felt it. Okay. You felt it? I, I felt it a little bit. Um, so... <laughs> I was thinking I'm going to pick him because I just, again, good TV personality. I think he was just very smart. Um, and though, like, textbook, like, definition of, like, nerdy and geeky, like, I feel like he was just a good personality who could, like, work with anybody and... Um, he just got him good with his brochachos <laughs> um, and had a strong relationship with Gabby. I think he was just a really strong player. And um, though he wasn't, ex- I don't think he was expecting to be straight out of the gate a, uh, a threat, but I think he was. And because of that, that was his downfall of just being such a good person to be around. And like, how do you, how do you anticipate people enjoying your presence and t- tuning that down, you know? Right. And he probably would have won if he had gotten to the end. Yeah. He uh, talked for a lot of time on that poll. Yeah. Poor Alec or whatever his <laughs> name was, Alex. He just wouldn't stop talking. He's like, you're my captive audience. Yeah. You'll listen to all the things I've had to say that I've never <laughs> been able to share with anyone. And Jeff is like, oh God. Jeff reacted to him like Jeff would react to Tarzan. He's yeah. Like, yeah, I was, I was just thinking that, Christian. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um... Yeah, Christian's a good pick. He was, he was, he was gonna, he wasn't gonna make it out of my top twenty without getting picked. Yeah, ding. Good, good selection. No, for sure. Um, I think you needed that. I think you were your picks were starting to stumble a little bit. What? I think your team was getting a little weak there for. You a don't minute. like Lydia or High? I like Lydia and High, but are they in my top thirteen? No. Wow, interesting. Well, I guess we'll have to see what the voters pick. I think I'm coming on strong here. Um, I don't know. I'm still blind if I can. Anyway, my <laughs> next pick. Let's see. Um, Christian was a good one. It was a great pick. My next pick, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Yule Kwan. Oh, um, interesting. You know nothing about him. I saw him in Winners at War. Okay. Um, what was his winning season? Cook Islands. Okay, yes. He won the one that was divided by race, which was bold, <laughs> yeah. a bold move. Yes. Um, but it was good to get diversity, I think. Yeah. As part of the show. And it helped probably a lot of people to say like, oh, I could be on Survivor. He looks like me or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked Yule because I really loved him on Winners at War. He just felt like so, so chill, so smart. Mm-hmm. Like he feels like a philosopher to me. Mm-hmm. Like if this, like if he was alive in the BC times, he would have been right up there talking to Aristotle and Plato about how life should work, mm-hmm. and they would have just been all pontificating together. Um, <laughs> I love that he played Winners at War solely because if he won, he was going to give the money to Penner and his wife who has died, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which was really kind. Um, I think he's just a really kind soul. Um, it. It kind of makes me a little sad that him and Natalie didn't get along on the edge of extinction because... How do you know that? Because they talked about it. Um, oh, why didn't they get along? Because Natalie was just very competitive out there and Yule just wanted to chill. Yeah. Um, he just wanted to vibe it out and enjoy his last time on Survivor and Natalie wanted to win. Yeah. She didn't give up. Both off. are valid, I guess. I but... guess so, but people were a little upset with Natalie for trying so hard. Why? But I don't like, know. Like, if you don't want to try, don't try, yeah. but don't, like, shit on... Two million dollars were at stake and yeah. a meeting with Cochran. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but I liked Yule. He mm-hmm. seemed really sweet and kind. I just really 
I don't know. I just I guess I would like to see him play the first time. Everyone yeah, you freaked out. Should watch it. When, that was Ozzy's first season too, and Poverty's. When I went back on Reddit to see how people reacted to Winners at War, they flipped for Yule. They were so excited that he was coming back. Yeah. And whenever I believe it. whenever they say Yule, everyone just responds with Yule. <laughs> um, Yule. So I just wanted to go with him. Another winner to add to my list. That's fun. Um, do you like Yule? I do like Yule. I think it's fun. I think it's cool that he got a highlight in the last season um, where High, um, that was his like role model. Yeah. So we love representation and I guess it's good that Survivor had a, a tribe of all Asians and <laughs> Hispanic people. Um, <laughs> but we're loving to, we're loving uh, seeing the diversity that CBS is committing to. So. Good thing a white person did win that season. <laughs> yeah. So true, man. Um, that would have looked bad. It's like yeah. when, when Jim is employee of the month when he's manager. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, we're at your 16th pick. Oh, so four more. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Okay, five So we each more. have, we have 10 more picks. I have 14 people. 10 more? You mean five? 10 more total. Okay, but five each? Yeah, five each. Okay, so I added this person to my roster while you were talking a few oh. people ago, and I'm going to pick David Wright. Oh, okay. Is he on he's your a, list? Yep, he's, he's, he was right on my third tier. He yep. was going to be one of my next picks. Um, and I think, I don't know, his first season says it all, Millennials versus Gen X. I think that was cast. a really good season with really good people. We picked so many of them. And art, good arcs and just good personalities. And I think David was a great person to watch unfold. And, um, I don't know, he's just like said it again and again and he's just very emotional about it. It was just how Survivor changed his life and... It's cool to see someone's personality open up like that and um, someone who can adapt and thrive in that kind of environment and figure it out and um, live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think he did a really good job and I'm glad that he uh, got back to Edge of Extinction and it was always fun to watch him play. He played with Devons. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was entertained by him when they were making fun of that one woman who was upset that nobody was cheering for her. Oh, yeah, Aurora. And then Rick was like, go, Aurora. And David just started laughing. He's like, that's not what she means. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that counts. Yeah. He's a good pick. He was on my list. Um, we picked six people from Millennials versus Gen X. Wow. Good cast. Yeah. Um, we should run some stats on this. Oh, I'll definitely do stats. I love stats. Excellent. Well, um, Season, female. Yeah. Well, let's see, I have... I have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine women. You have one, two, three, four, five, six. You have seven women. So I guess I'm just like a feminist like that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, but we'll see what it comes down to at the end. Um, okay. My next pick could go a couple different directions. Mm-hmm. I have one. I have two people. I have three people who have played multiple times left. Okay. Wow. Um, however, it's time, well, I just picked Yule, so I might as well go with Jonathan Penner. Wow. That's my next pick. Interesting. Is that not what you saw coming? No. What did you think was going to happen? I didn't think you were going to pick Penner. He's funny. Yeah, he is. He is really, when... He was mean to Abby. <laughs> Everyone was mean to Abby, except, <sighs> except for RC, but yet RC was the one Abby hated the most for some reason. I didn't even have Penner on my list. Wow. Damn, I think I took him off. He's good. Yeah. 
I love um, when um, he knew he was getting voted out, so he just walked up to the thing and then said, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, right? Yeah, that was. He kind of blew up his own game by refusing to make an alliance, though. Like, yeah, he probably could have gone pretty far. Talky. Yeah. And apparently, um, in the in a funniest Survivor Moments compilation, mm-hmm. there's one where his the challenge is not going well for him. Mm-hmm. So he just starts swearing. Oh, yeah. And then he then Jeff says something and then he says, it's like, shut up, Jeff, or something. And he's like, Penner now frustrated with me. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. And I think Penner has one of the all, like, he's probably done with Survivor at this point, it seems like. Yeah. I think he has one of the all-time great exits from the show for, like, a long-time player. When, when he gets voted out and then he walks down the thing and he says, he, like, yells something out. But then he turns around and like looks at everybody and smiles and then does like a little dance and then runs away. <laughs> and, and Jeff just goes, well, that's Jonathan. <laughs> and, that, and that was it for him. I don't remember that. I, it, was yeah. a good, it was a fun little exit for him. It was right up there with uh, Drea's. Yeah. Um, I like I Penner. I thought he was fun. I, if, I, if we do go back to older seasons, maybe we start with a Penner season. Okay. Because he seems really funny. But maybe not the one where he gets medevaced because that seemed painful. I don't think it was like... I mean, obviously it was life or death, but it was like more of like a cut on his leg. I don't like cuts. Okay, that's fine. You don't have. I'll, I'll tell you to look away. Okay. Um. Yeah, Penner. What do you got next? Oh man. Um. You keep saying you're picking people who have returned multiple seasons, and I only have. Well, I on my top tier list, everybody left is um only played once. So just, I don't know well, if I should them. try and target <laughs> what you're doing. Oh, now you're trying to target me. <laughs> so I feel like I can guess. <laughs> but I'm going to go with my gut and pick Lindsay from this past season. Um, I just thought she was a really smart player and very physical. And um, I think, again, another strong woman um, and role model and um, someone I can relate to in many different levels. <laughs> Many different levels. Many. That's all we need to say. Um, uh, her last name is Dolashevich, just for the record. I didn't know how to pronounce that. I wasn't, was not going to try. She's Jewish. Um, but I think she's just a fun little bean. Yeah, I was kind of rooting for her by the end, but it didn't work out. She was kind of like a non-factor in the pre-merge. Like, I was like, wait, who's that? Yeah, and then she picked it up at the end, yeah. but wasn't able to pull it out. I guess we could have told, we could have guessed that she wasn't going to be the winner based on how she was not on TV at all at first. They would have found ways for her to be on TV if they knew she won. They don't always get the winners at it. But she would have been on more than she was. She was like, nobody even knew who that was. Like, who, that's Lindsay? We don't know her. No, you're just bad at remembering Survivor's name. No, names. she definitely was not. <laughs> she was not on TV a lot at first, that's for sure. I really stand by that. Well, that's because she was on the winning tribe. So same, uh, same thing with Erica's season. She, her blue tribe never lost anything pre-merge. But I knew so Erica because of you. Yeah, because <laughs> you only started watching the second half of the season. <laughs> we should rewatch that season. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, Lindsay's a good pick. She was on my list. Um, hmm. Interesting. I feel like I'm picking players who've been on multiple times, just because I feel like I know them better. Okay, that's fair. Like I have bigger relationships with them. But I pick people who have been on only once. Okay. Like Ken and <laughs> Erica and Hannah. And that's the end of the list. Um, but anyway, my next pick. I guess I should have said when, I, when I'm picking people who have been on multiple times or I'm looking towards those people. Um, 
I Hannah was not among those people. I know he's been on multiple times, but I've only seen him once. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't mean that. So if that's I was fine. there's a bunch of bunch of people who have been on multiple times. I've only seen a bunch of people once though. Okay, that's fine. Like for example, nah, I don't want to give away who it is. Okay, just pick your next person. You just want to be done with this, I think. <laughs> I'm Tai <tie> Tai. <laughs> I'm having fun. I am too, but I'm tired. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, I think my next pick is. <coughs> it's time for Ty. Yeah. I, I think I'm it. taking Ty. Um, from Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty, and from Game Changers, he can be frustrating to watch just because he's so wishy-washy and he refuses to commit to anything. But he's also a lot of fun. And he loves animals, and I loved how he stood up for that chicken, and Mark the Chicken became everyone's <laughs> favorite survivor player to never play. Yeah. Um, and I think he had a lot of really valuable things to say, and a lot of valuable things to bring to the table for the people he played with. And I hope they were able to take some of that stuff away from their interactions with Ty, because I think he's a good soul. Mm-hmm. And I like that he fucked over Scott Pollard. I agree with that statement. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Ty, uh, is, Ty uh, Train. is a personality that they've never seen on Survivor and just a really good casting choice and, um, I don't want to say good TV entertainment, but just like an overall good person and just so pure to see and just so, so enjoyable to watch because it's just not something you get to see every day. Um, so I think he had a really good energy and brought really good, um, vibes to the show because of that if Caleb doesn't almost die for salt and pepper maybe Ty's season looks a little different yeah true as hell (laughs) (laughs) that was really emotional it was so sad Ty cried a lot but that was one of the times it was definitely justified yeah definitely I was overwhelmed I tear up watching that episode people say that he was in a coma for a while and really could have died yeah and then he went on a second time (laughs) well but I didn't I hear like after that um that episode, they make all the castaways eat an apple and drink a yeah. jug of water before doing a challenge. Yes. It's not worth the death. No. It's all on the same level when you give everyone an apple and water. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess it's my turn. It is. Um, I think I'm going to go with a lesser obvious choice, but this is just someone who I feel like I connect with again um a personality I feel like I would get along with I'm gonna pick Miss Gabby from the uh, Goliath David versus Goliath season um her buddy Christian um that was they were two peas in a pod Uh, I really enjoyed watching her because I feel like she also just really broke out of her shell and um represents a lot of the I don't want to say shyer but um introverted people um so i think it's cool to see that kind of representation on the tv and um also very cool for her to display her insecurities and not make it a weakness but just something that she goes through and i'm sure um other people go through as well so i just think it's she's a strong uh character overall outside of the show and um just a good person can't not love watching yeah it's a good pick she was not on my list, but you made a lot of good points, and maybe she should have been. Um, yeah. She was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she'll come back. I would like that. That'd be I fun. I would watch it. Her and Christian should come back. Two peas in a pod. Maybe there should be like a besties theme. Yeah. Season. 
Wendell and Dominic return. I support it. <laughs> Good pick. Gabby Pascuzzi. Pascuzzi. Mm-hmm. Pascuzzi. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure we get their last names in there. Um, yeah. I dig it. Um, my next pick. I'm in my, I'm into my fourth tier now. For sure. Don't really know who to go with at this point. Um, we've got, I got three picks left. Let's go with, let's go with him. Let's do it. Let's go with the man. Nah. Well, hmm. Nah. <laughs> we'll save him, maybe. I know who I'm going to pick next. Let's go with Brenda Lowe. Oh, interesting. I'm I didn't Brenda. think that would be on your list. No? She's on my uh, top tier. Really? Yeah. Was she, was she, were you targeting her? Um, I was teetering back and forth between her and someone else, and now I'm picking that someone else. Well, Brenda's awesome yeah. from what I saw. Mm-hmm. How many times has she played? Two. So I've only seen the second one. Yes. Fan versus favorites, two. Yes. She was a favorite. Yes. Um, And she... Was really she were, she was very kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. She was really thoughtful and empathetic, and she knew the boundaries between the game and reality until she didn't, <laughs> and it all faded away at the end. But it's okay because I could understand being angry in that moment because somebody like kind of like lied to you using the real world. Yeah. And then it can feel a little iffy. Yeah. Um, like so, is this all fake kind of a thing? Yeah. So it was a lot, but I still like Brenda. Um, I like that. When they said, you can either go on this challenge with your loved ones or you can have them go. And she said, well, of course I will pick them. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't really even a doubt or a question for her. What would you have done in that situation? Oh, I would have given it to them. Yeah. It's, it's, you can make eight people happy or you can make four people happy. And it's the math is obviously you pick the eight. Um, That's very selfless, Dave. It's, would you not do that? I don't know. I can't say whether I would or wouldn't. Oh, it, for me it'd be in easy. that situation. Yeah. It seems like a no-brainer, I thought. It's a, it's a good way to get fucked over on the jury if they're not happy that you didn't let them go. Um, yeah, but that's not a reason to not vote for somebody. I bet some people would use it. Yeah, I guess. But Brenda was... I don't know. I had a lot of good times watching her. What season was she on before? Uh, she was on the Nicarag- Nicaragua season that oh. was mentioned in the High School Musical and Musical the Series season three. Excellent. Um, um, so the yeah. one where Fabio wins. And... And, and the you two like girls and the two girls quit that season. But not Brenda. Not Brenda. She was a good one. She was a threat, so that's why she got voted out. But she was on the jury, so we still got to see her. Awesome. Um, she's also, I think, I'm gonna. She's like, I think her and Ken would be the two people you would say are the prettiest people to ever be on Survivor. Really. I think so. Wow, I would have to think about it. <laughs> to me, it seems like those. I have to the, figure it out. Those are the two Adonises. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so that's my pick. We each have two picks left, so I'm curious who your number 19 will be. Um, I gotta pick him because I'm afraid you are going to, and I'm gonna pick Eric Breckenbeck. Wasn't on my list. Wow, okay. Well, well at I'm least glad I saw him, that I have him. I saw him vibe out, do nothing, and get medivac. That's all I saw him do. I'm glad I picked him. Um, I think, um, though I haven't seen his first season, um, recently, I just feel, obviously, that moment is historic and survivor the fact that he gave away his um uh, immunity idol um individual immunity idol and then get voted off was just kind of iconic and it's just i don't know if you you can call it a stupid move but i think it was just he's just young and was doing it 
from the kindness of his heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good entertaining TV, and it sucks uh, for him that in the fans versus favorite season, which is cool that it's his second season back and he's literally a favorite this time. So cool. We love the character development, but um, it sucks that he was meant to act out, and it wasn't even like during a challenge. It was like walking back from a <laughs> tribal council, <laughs> so you know it was like pretty bad. Do you think he could have beaten Cochrane? Uh, I think Cochrane wouldn't have won by a landslide. The perfect game. Yeah. Yeah, I bet Eric probably gets some votes. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been a very compelling argument depending on how it went down in the end. Hmm. It would have been a good redemption story. Yeah. But I, I'm glad Cochran won. Yeah. <clears throat> well, good pick. He wasn't on my list. I guess he was definitely in my top 60 and then I like, kind of whittled it down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good pick. I have a couple things I could do. But I am going to go with Tommy Sheehan from Long Island, New York. <laughs> would you please tell the kind people that... Tommy Sheehan is right up there with Natalie and Cochran in terms of people that I picked first episode. Yes, so Dave Mello picks this man because he introduces himself in the first episode to his tribe. Hi, my name is Tommy Sheehan from Long Island, New York, in a New York accent. Tommy Sheehan from Long Island, New York. (laughs) Um, And based off of that introduction, that is why Dave picked (laughs) Tommy Sheehan from Long Island, New York to win, and he did. Um, so crazy enough, he did. <laughs> he wins Island of the Idols. Um, he's a teacher. He's the only person who never got advice from Rob and Sandra. Well, he's the only person who went to the merge that never got advice from Rob and Sandra. Yeah. Um, and maybe that shows that everyone should have not listened to them because DK Chillin did not get, um, even close to beating Tommy Sheehan from Long Island, New York, who was no. a clear winner. I think one of the more underrated winners. I think he, he was just, he, his, his game reminds me of Erica and that he was, Puppet master without anyone knowing or without making any enemies along the way. He just had a bad season. Well, we'll t- I want to talk about that because there's going to be a person that I'm not picking, but I do want to mention her. Interesting. Um, okay. So Tommy Sheehan is my penultimate pick. Who is your final number 20 pick? Wow. I feel like I'm not going to be able to end strongly. Um, my heart is saying one person and my head is saying another person. Um... Are you going to do honorable mentions? Is I, that what you want to do? Depending on who you pick, I will have either six or seven honorable mentions. Okay, great. Um, then I can live with having the honorable mentions at the very least. So, I think... Um, uh, I just have to go with my gut. And I know you don't like him and it's not on. he's not on your list whatsoever. But I'm going to pick Keith Nail. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, it's okay. It's a good fit for the last one. Um, That's fine. I think Keith is just another one of those people where you just don't know every day. Like, the personality is just, like, nothing like you've ever seen before. Um, I think he's just the cutest little hillbilly there ever was. Um, Very entertaining. Just very funny. Um, Just, I feel like, a sense of humor that I can vibe with. Um, So I really enjoyed watching Keith. No, he's a good one. Um, I don't like the way he defended Joe Anglum and all of that shit. Um, but and speaking on his time on Survivor, I think Keith also has one of the best exits where he gets voted out the second time. He's on Second Chance? Mm-hmm. Or is he on Game Changers? Second Chance. Second Chance, I think. Um, he goes to the top five in San Juan del Sur, um, just basically mocking his son Wes the whole time. <laughs> um, 
and then gets voted out because Natalie's like, I no longer need you as an extra vote. Goodbye. Uh-huh. Um, and then he comes back for second chance, goes to the top five again, and <laughs> because he's just he's so easy to work with whenever somebody needs him. And he's weirdly, oddly good at the challenges. He's, good at, he's like, he's like Rick for, Evans, just good at the games. Like, just for whatever reason, just good. And so he um he has that great moment in his talking head as he gets voted out because he's in the finale. Mm-hmm. He's one of the final people. Mm-hmm. So he gets the talking head without the credits rolling. Um, and he just, he says something about like, how like he like something along something to the effect of he he just never thought he'd be in a place like this doing things like this and he just has a good laugh to himself and he says well I guess that's the nail in the coffin and he gets like a little salute and then that's the end of Keith on Survivor yeah. it's a nice little ending for yeah. him um, he had a good arc he just was never gonna win because he couldn't he could never close it no um, he never he never really knew what he was doing or why he had gotten so far but he was happy to be there yeah. and he said the iconic line. Um, stick to the plan stick to the plan <laughs> and it might have been what saved natalie that season yeah um, so good pick i think you said you were gonna end on a good note but i think you did yeah um i'm debating between two people tell me both and i'll tell you my honest opinion i'm debating between wu huang okay and abby maria gomez <laughs> <laughs> why because i pick wu I'm at the, I think your reaction tells me I need to take Abby Maria. Why? Because. <laughs> so here's, here's my journey with Abby Maria. Okay. Um, who was on Survivor Philippines and Second Chance. Um, I pick. <laughs> I'm shooketh. I do my eye test where I pick the random person right out of the gate. Yeah. And, and you I pick Abby. I pick RC. Oh no, yeah. I pick RC. And Abby hates RC. I don't know why. I don't understand what happened, but Abby makes it her sole mission to eliminate RC from the game to the point where everyone's so afraid of Abby that they're like, yeah, all right, <laughs> just get rid of RC. And I was like, what the hell happened? I never understood it, and that made me upset with Abby for the rest of the thing, and I was so happy when Denise laid into her and was like, <laughs> Abby sucks, and we all hate Abby. And then Abby was like, I don't think I suck, and Jeff's like, really, you don't think you suck? <laughs> and then she's like, oh god, I guess I suck. I really do believe there's a language and cultural barrier mm-hmm. for Abby on the show. And I, looking back on it, some of the stuff that she does, I think she just doesn't understand what's happening. Um, in the same way that Ty would sometimes un- be unable to articulate himself in the way that he would need to. Yeah. And I think if Ty was able to give his final tribal speech in his own language with an yeah. interpreter or something, that could be a game changer. Yeah. Because he would have the words that he needs. So I think true. Abby is similar. Um, but she's also very... Um, frustrating because she also can be a little bit of an asshole um, and she's the kind of player who I'd be so terrified about playing with because if I wasn't on her side I would fear for my life yeah um, watching people play try to play with her Malcolm gets frustrated Penner got frustrated Denise got frustrated everyone on second chance I feel like was like what the hell how do we play with this person we don't understand and looking back on it, in the moment watching her, I was like, I need this person voted off immediately. Mm-hmm. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, Abby was excellent. She was so funny. <laughs> she was so great for TV. And watching her now on Instagram, just constantly commenting on Joe Biden's posts, it's very entertaining. In a good way? Yeah, she's like, thank you for forgiving my student debt. 
<laughs> Please forgive more of it. That's awesome. She's funny. So I'm going to go with Abby Maria. Okay. It seems controversial. A vibe. But I'm going with it. Yeah, I like that. I want, um, That's ending on a bang, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just I didn't think you liked her, so I'm really surprised yeah, by that. That's I, why I'm, I, I reacted around. that way. Time heals all wounds. Um. So I'll just run over my honorary mentions. By all means. My menchies is what you say, I think. Annie menchies. Annie menchies. <laughs> I only have four. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick Lauren O'Connell from Edge of Extinction, Kelly Wentworth's BFF, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Turner from this last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I Hoboken just think Mike. he's a. Yes, I think he's just a big teddy bear and I would love to play with him. Wait, sorry to interrupt, but he also has a famous quote Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Romeo is eating rice if going home, that's where Romeo art thou. <laughs> yep, um, a real survivor poet, honestly. Um, <laughs> um, I just think he's just a, would be a good presence around camp and yeah. just, I don't know, a good um, energy. Um, and then I would pick Ricard from season 41. Mm-hmm. Foyer. Um, not for the sole reason that he has two golden retrievers, but that did help make the decision. Um, and then my last and final Ani Menchi is going to be Jenny Kim from this season. Mm. Uh, Marianne's Lydia's season. Lydia's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just wish I would have seen more of her. Something that really caught my eye about her was when... Um, they had to count those triangles and everyone was like, yep, I counted 10. And she was like, guys, what? There's like at least over 30. <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> that's, I feel like a mood. Jenny was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are good honorable mentions. Um, Ani Munchies. I think Ricard is somebody they might be targeting as a returning player going forward. Yeah, Shan too, honestly. Yeah, I can see it. The Ricard Shan drama was really well done in that season. Yeah. That's one of the first things I remember. And I just remember it unfolding so dramatically. And I wasn't yep. riveted. Um, my, I have seven honorable mentions, none of whom you just mentioned. I'll go through them quickly for you because you want to be done. I can tell. I'm Tai Tai. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm enjoying this too. <laughs> I have Wu Huang. Okay. Um, we talked about. Um, I liked when Wu was in that on the reunion and he was in the green room like hey and they're like jeff was like yep woo needs a little bit more screen time <laughs> um i have jen brown from worlds apart um yep. i like that she rec- correctly recognized everyone in worlds apart as a fucking asshole and wanted to be done with them as soon as possible but refused to give them the dignity of quitting they, mm-hmm. she was making them vote her out yeah um i have michael yerger from ghost island the 18 year old oh yeah who was well beyond his years and has now become a male model on instagram which That's is the point where impressive. Dominic like makes fun of him in the comments. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I forgot about him. He was good. Good pick. Yeah, he was underrated. <clears throat> um, I have Elaine Stott. Oh, she was on my list. I yep. the idols. I thought she also had a great last episode. Her getting voted out. Yeah. She was so sad about it, and nobody wanted to do it, but what they a, had to. What a great person. She would have won. Yeah. I have Nasir Mutalif from Forty One. What a nice man. Yeah. What a kind, gentle soul. I would have liked to have worked at the same job as him for a day. That seems like it would be a great day at work. He's from Sri Lanka. Excellent. Um, isn't that where Natalie and Nadia were from? As well, I think? Maybe. Sri Lanka? I think so. Let me make sure. I don't want to get that right. Yep, they're from Sri Lanka. Excellent. We um, love it representation yeah very cool or they're Sri Lankan um cool and I also have Omar Zahir as mm-hmm. my honorable mentions from 42 mm-hmm. he was a lot of fun um it felt like he was 
really the mastermind for a little while and then like he kind of got figured out mm-hmm. but i love his little smirks to the camera mm-hmm. and my last honorable mention is kelly kim from island of the idols and i just want to say that she deserved way better than survivor ever gave her yep and she's perfectly like i wish i could see her play again without dan but she has no interest in coming back to the show she said yeah which makes sense you can't blame her um yeah i i agree she deserves justice and i'm glad that she got that time at the reunion show but i don't know it's just not a great situation and it should have been handled better at the get-go but Mm -hmm. it's really sucked to see her get voted out yeah like in a in a it went beyond the show kind of way yeah um yeah just kind of i don't know that's why i have a bad taste in my mouth for ghost islands mm-hmm. or, or island of the idols island of the idols whatever but I, also i have a bad taste in my mouth for ghost island too to be honest <laughs> it's just not that good but all right before we wrap up just for the sake of the audience i'm just going to read our lists here let me read my list and you read your list okay well it seemed like you closed your laptop and well i don't to. have the order oh, okay. so that's why i wanted to look off yours well here's emily's list all right let's see here we have number one three fields kelly wentworth tyson apostle boston rob mariano sandra diaz twine Ozzy Luthith. Luth. Luth. <laughs> get a new name ozzy <laughs> Jeremy Collins, Michaela Bradshaw, Marianne Oketch, Oketch, Andrea Bo- Belky, Belky, uh, Rick Devins, Lydia Meredith, Hi, Jiang, 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 uh, Zeke Smith, Christian Hubicki, David Wright, Lindsay Dolasowicz, <laughs> Gabby Pascuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Reichenbach and Keith Nail. <laughs> what a great list. Um, and I've got Natalie Anderson, Kim Spradlin Wolf, John Cochran, Tony Vlachos, Parvati Shallow, Malcolm Freeberg, Michelle Fitzgerald, Denise Stapley, Mike White, Ken McNichol, Erica Kazupanen, Aubrey Bracco, Hannah Shapiro, Tasha Fox, Yule Kwan, Jonathan Penner, Ty Trang, Brenda Lowe, Tommy Sheehan from Long Island, New York and abby maria gomez those are our lists please vote in the poll that will be in twitter and vote for my team vote for whoever you think is the best well obviously it's my team um the fact that he's saying team and not tribe just tells it all (laughs) because we're anyway we're not a tribe we're a team okay um we work together here we don't work against each other nobody here's getting voted out we're 20 strong through the end okay (laughs) I believe you. I believe that'll work out. I would for like you. to see a season of Survivor of forty people, and it's these two tribes against each other. Yeah, that would be fun. Too bad Philip's not on there. Philip can be the new Jeff. <laughs> oh God, I would watch it still. <laughs> um, what if I had taken Jeff at like sixteen? What would you have done? Um, I would have been like, well, if you're taking Jeff, I'm taking Mark Burnett. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for being here. Dave, thank you so much for having me in my home. I love you. I love you too, Dave. Thanks for having this podcast and being an entertaining two and a half hours. <laughs> Sorry you're tired. No, I don't apologize. I had fun. I hope uh, our viewers had fun. Yes, our um, viewers. Uh, listeners. <laughs> we should have done a YouTube video. That would have been fun. Oh, what a thrill that would have been. <laughs> the two of us with laptops on a couch. Yeah. I would watch it. Um, yeah. <laughs>